This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Thursday, June 2nd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, at least four people are dead and multiple people are injured following a shooting at the Natalie Building at St. Francis Hospital in Tulsa, Oklahoma on Wednesday, according to police. Police received a call of a man walking with a rifle near a medical office shortly before 5 p.m. When police responded, they said it turned into an active shooter situation, according to the Tulsa police captain. Uh, When police entered the building, they found multiple people shot in one area on the second floor, including uh, in an orthopedic office. The victim could be a combination uh, the victims could be a combination of both employees and visitors, authorities initially said. The Natalie building is a medical building on the hospital's campus. One of the Tulsa victims died after leaving the scene trying to seek medical aid. Uh, The shooter is dead from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. Police were still working to confirm the identity of the suspected shooter, a man believed to be between the ages of 30 and 40. Now, apparently he was shouting out the name of a doctor. Do, do we know if the, so, one of the guys, one of the people killed was that doctor? So the report that I read said it's still unclear if the suspect was targeting anyone specifically. Okay. So um, at least as of last night's press conference, they didn't release that information. This type of thing is happening so often that it's like not even phasing me anymore. It's, That's pathetic. You know what, though? I saw a map of, of the mass shootings here in the United States just over the past three years, and it actually, like, it almost made me cry looking I know. at it. I know. I was watching a video this morning. They started getting me really upset, and it's just, it's sad that it's, um, uh, that you can be that numb to it when when the headlines come across, and you're like, oh, yeah, there's another one. Well, and this story wasn't even the headline this morning. Like, it had happened yesterday, right? and then by this morning, it wasn't the headline. Like, crazy. It, it, it is crazy. Crazy. Authorities were also waiting on a search warrant to enter a home in uh, in one of the towns nearby where the su- suspect may have planted a bomb. Uh, so far in 2022, there have been 233 mass shootings as of June 1st, including this one in Tulsa. The Gun Violence Archive, which defines a mass shooting as one with four or more people injured or killed, not including the perpetrator, counted 693 mass shootings in 2021, 611 in 2020, and 417 in 2019. Inspectors were back out in the Pottstown community Wednesday to survey damage from last week's explosion that killed five people, including four children. LNI said they looked at 40 properties and believe an additional three on top of the first six need to have a structural engineer go in and take a look. The blast happened around 8 p.m. Thursday at a home in the 400 block of Hale Street. Though neighbors reported smelling gas in the area periodically, investigators have not identified a cause of the explosion, which claimed the lives of four children ages 13, 12, 10, and 8, and their 67 year old grandmother years ago uh when we were in maniunk um started to smell that gas smell preston you'd be outside and everybody's like what is this and then uh that night they came and uh they were doing some work and they i think they accidentally cut whatever they were working on the gas lines even further <clears throat> but it was one of those things like you know when you're away from the house and standing out in the street and you're smelling it it's like what's going on well, here was it, there was something i mean not uh 
as bad as this one, but something in Maniac. Was it an explosion or a house crumbled? Something not... That I don't remember. At least the, the time that we were living there, which is about four or five years ago. But yeah, they, 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 uh, the uh, gas for the entire block was shut mm. off. So, wow. you know, could for have now, avoided the af- something. The yeah. aftermath of the blast remains. He said debris is scattered across the neighborhood. Clothing in trees, sneakers and toys were among the rubble. It's all a devastating reminder of the precious lives that were lost. Federal and state leaders gathered on Hale Street Wednesday to provide outreach to the community. Pico says the homes that exploded were not served by their natural gas, adding that there is no evidence that their company is to blame. Structural engineers are planning to return to Hell Street Thursday morning to continue assessing homes. Thanks to a private investigator and a confidential informant, a three-year-old cold case in Montgomery County has been solved. Kashawn Sheffield is now behind bars after allegedly stabbing and killing his boyfriend, 22-year-old Rashid Young, on August 19, 2019. The case made headlines in September of 2019 when a landscaper at Auberry Arboretum discovered a dead body in a hole that seemed to be attracting a lot of anim- animals. Uh, but the remains oh, were... God. Listen, what this, the remains were unidentified. Officials said that Sheffield, the alleged killer, was impersonating Young the entire time and routinely withdrawing from his $2 million trust fund. What? Young's family didn't report their son missing for four months. Uh, he took over his social accounts, he took over his bank accounts, and for a significant period of time was getting money from those accounts until it was eventually shut down in December of 2019, said District Attorney Kevin Steele. So he was able to take on that guy's persona and... and mask the fact that he was missing, missing. gone, dead, whatever. Yeah, for a little while. And his while. family never even knew for four wild. Crazy. According to the criminal complaint, Sheffield and Young were in a volatile romantic relationship. According to the criminal complaint, the witness, a witness said Sheffield and Young were fighting. Both had knives and Sheffield made the first move. After Young was stabbed to death, officials said Sheffield put the body into a trash can and transported it to his mom's house in Germantown. He then allegedly flooded Young's apartment. A week later, Sheffield is accused of burying Young's body at the Arboretum. Investigators said the entire time since the murder, Sheffield was using Young's car. Sheffield was arraigned Wednesday and is facing several charges, including first-degree murder, third-degree murder, and theft by unlawful taking. In sports this morning. All sacks are young. The Phillies beat the San Francisco Giants 6-5 last night. We got one. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Kyle Schwerber and Nick Maton hit, uh, hit home runs to help the Phillies end a five-game losing streak. Bryce Harper was a late scratch. Are we going to have a parade? <laughs> Right arm soreness and second baseman Gene Segura was ruled out for up to three months with a fractured right index finger. Uh, Corey Knubel, uh, who was given, who had given up home runs in back-to-back appearances, pitched a one-two-three ninth for his ninth save in twelve chances. The Phils are off tonight before opening up a weekend series at home against the Angels tomorrow night. In the NHL, the Eastern Conference Finals began last night, and the New York Rangers easily won Game One, beating the two-time defending Stanley Cup champs, the Tampa Bay Lightning, six-two at yeah. Madison. Square Garden. The series continues with Game 2 tomorrow night in Manhattan. The Western Conference Finals continue tonight in Denver. The Avalanche lead the series over the Edmonton Oilers 1-0. The puck will drop tonight at 8 o'clock. And the NBA Finals begin tonight in California as the Golden State Warriors will take on the Boston Celtics. Tip-off for Game 1 is at 9 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome to 
Thursday in the Preston and Steve radio program. Happy to be joining you once again. Uh, Casey Boy, remote, uh, and we can see him via Zoom this morning. How are you feeling today, Case? I feel good, guys. How are you guys? Doing all right. Doing all right. We're working our way through the week, so we're getting there, man. We got a few things uh, to get to today, uh, including... Uh, an announcement of an event. We're excited about that, and we will uh, we'll have that for you in a little bit. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to make good on something. Okay. Okay, so we were at uh, Kenan's uh, last Friday, of course, and we announced our coolest teacher uh, last week. What school, uh, Marissa, is our coolest teacher from? That's the only information that I don't have. Actually, you know what? I can look back on our info sheets because we keep track of everybody. Uh, that is one. Yeah, it was... Um, uh, Agnes Irwin, upper All right. school. Uh, and we had announced our teacher, but we didn't get to talk to him because it was Keenan's. And we, we weren't going to have the opportunity to do a live phone interview, so... It seemed unfair. We're going to make good on that right now. So, please welcome to our program this morning, Mr. Patrick Beeson. Hey! From Agnes Irwin, upper school. Mr. Beeson, good morning, sir. Good morning. It. <laughs> good, good morning. morning it. Yeah. Good morning. It to you. Uh, what uh, What subject do you teach? Uh, I teach Latin and I teach anthropology and a course on women in the ancient world. Oh wow! So okay, very stuff. Very specific. Yeah, well, that's. Yeah. I remember you saying something about uh, teaching Latin, Steve. <laughs> right, a dead language. <laughs> Patrick, why do we need to know Latin? Can you explain that? Oh well, it'll help you improve your English, and it'll help you learn how to think. Orderly and logically, and all that kind of good stuff. And I, I've heard it described. Interesting words. I've heard it described as sort of the metric system for language. Would you agree with that? I, I actually agree with that. That's a that's a great way of putting it. All and right. in fact, a lot of times the uh, like the spelling bee winners uh, yes. will will know a fair amount of Latin because they get the origin of the word, and it helps it helps them determine on yeah. how they're going to spell these things. So yeah, my yeah. son's taking it right now. He um he's required to take it for at least two years. Wow. Uh, and, and it's kind of a butt kicker for him, but I'm, you know, but he doesn't have a choice. He has to take it. Hey, Mr. Beeson, yeah. are, there, are there any curse words in Latin that we're not familiar oh. with? Oh, there, there are plenty. Whenever our, <laughs> whenever our seniors learn that there are swear words and that <laughs> the Romans were naughty people, it's always Yes, a it becomes problematic, I'm sure, yeah. That's a good idea, Casey. <laughs> your son could be learning all kinds of insults and be throwing them at you in Latin and you'd have no idea. No, I have no clue. No clue. Uh, how, how long have you been uh, uh, teaching, uh, Pat? Uh, this is my ninth year. Your ninth yeah, year? Agnes Irwin. Yeah, Agnes Erwin. Okay, and uh, where do you yeah. hail from? Uh, so I'm originally from outside of Harrisburg, okay. uh, but I've been all over. I was teaching in Ohio at University of Cincinnati, and then I taught at Greensboro, uh, University of North Carolina for a time, Yeah, and then I came here. Nice. There you go. Excellent, man. Uh, why did the students vote for you? Why do you think you got all the, uh, the attention in this? Uh, well, it's always a, always a fun time in Latin. We call it Latin Liddy. You Latin. have a, <laughs> gotta have a good time. And, Latin is uh, off the hook. Uh, yeah, I'm also the the tenth grade dean, so oh. I think a lot of my uh, a lot of my young, wonderful tenth grade class of 2024 were in charge of voting for me. <laughs> nice. You look, you're looking forward to the summer, Patrick. Uh, very much so. Once I get this grading off my plate, I will be happy. Good man. All right. Well, you've earned a break. You've earned some rest, absolutely, yeah. and you've earned the respect from your students. So we are going to set you up, sir. With the Preston and Steve, coolest teacher of the year, coffee mug and T-shirt for your displaying pleasure, for your wearing pleasure, your drinking pleasure, whatever you want to do with it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, it is our pleasure. E right. pluribus unum. That too. Yeah. <laughs> what does that, that mean, by the way? Let the buyer beware? 
for all, all uh, no. one for many. One no. for many. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, wait. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what is Let the, the Buyer Beware, Patrick? Uh, Caliot Emptor. That's that it. is it. That is it. <laughs> All right. Congrats. <laughs> Congratulations, Patrick. I'm glad we have right, a teacher. Thanks, guys. All right, man. Have a great weekend. Have a great summer. And we're going to set him up with the goods. Now, that means we get to pick a new school. Uh, I believe I went last time. So Marissa is going to handle this in Casey's stead. My first time picking a school in 10 Ooh, years. Wow. Nice. Is that right? Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. Drum roll, please. All right. Drum roll, please. I know Marissa's handling like double, triple, quadruple duty right now with Casey being out. So. This is the first time that uh, our picker can actually get into the receptacle. <laughs> You're right. I did bring the jar to press in. I was like, which one does your hand fit in? Yeah. <laughs> I brought him All right, two And options. then I just deleted the song that okay. I was going to play. I'm sorry. That's so okay. we I won't have a big fanfare after that? this. this Hang one? on. Marissa's going to get that. Yeah, it's the same song we just played a moment right. ago. 38 special. Teacher, teacher. What a classic. <laughs> All, All right, right, Marissa, what are we... Oh, Preston. Jesus. It's in no. your hood. Pope John Paul Second High School in Royersford, Pennsylvania. All right. PJP. PJP. All right. I drive by that all the time. All right. It is up to you. PJP, Pope John Paul II High School in Rofo. You know the school slogan? What? E Pluribus Una. I had no idea. All right. Let's have you vote now. It's simple. Just text the word teacher to 39333. And we will send you the voting link. If you go to PJP, make sure you let the staff know. Maybe they'll get a little announcement out. And let's uh, let's get some robust voting for whoever you think has made a big difference uh, in this past year. You, as far as a student goes. So, Pope John Paul, get to it. Might be the newest school you've ever had on this uh, for this contest because they, they've only been around for a decade or so. They they, yeah. were, they merged other Catholic schools and oh. built this one. It's a gorgeous campus. Yeah, agreed. All right, so you have 24 hours to do that, Rofo. Get on it. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. The Entertainment Report. We got it ready for you. Stay there. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so we're going to do the stupid question thingy here, and we are going to give away a $150 Fogo to Show gift card. And the question I have for you this morning is, what is Harry Potter's middle name? 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer to that. Harry Potter's middle name, 215263 WMMR. Bunch of stuff to get to. We'll go through the birthdays. Thursday, June 2nd, while we wait for your call, we'll begin with Mr. Zachary Quinto, uh, who ended up taking over the mantle of Spock in the Star Trek movies. Does a great job. I don't know who could possibly do it better. He's spot on. And uh, that show Heroes, which started off really solidly and then went way off the rails. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But man, was that show good in the beginning. He's 45 today. Our buddy Wayne Brady. Uh Turns 50 years old today. Such an engaging and likable guy. It's such a shame because I really liked him. I loved him until you guys told me about your interview with him. He's a great performer. I mean, you know, he he does comedy and and music and all that stuff, and, and but he was just not a nice person. And 
I was thinking, okay, maybe it was a bad day or whatever. Right. I spoke to another friend of mine in our business who said, uh, unsolicited, worst interview ever, Wayne Brady, she told me. Well, and I'm like, yeah, same here. Someone was here, remember? And, and yes. told a story. Who it was, was Fitzsimmons. Uh, it was Greg oh, Fitzsimmons. Heck, yeah. Oh, yeah, he that's was, right. He was in the, the, same, the same venue. Yeah. And, and I forgot the specific of, specifics of the story. Yeah. But another comedian had said... Ask Greg Fitzsimmons about Wayne Brady. <laughs> yeah, I think what happened is they had an encounter in the green room of, of uh, one of the talk shows. Yeah, but uh, Wayne Brady. Go to hell. Suck it. Yeah. 50 years old today. Uh, Dana Carvey, one of the greats. He's just unbelievably talented. Is uh, 67 years old today. You could say he, he should be bigger than he is, but, I mean, he's done a lot of great stuff. And uh, the documentary. Uh, oh, my God. There is one scene in that documentary. It came out in 2017. I didn't see it. Uh, what is it? What was it called, Steve? Uh, the, uh, la- the greatest show never produced. Right, or something right. Along those lines. It's the story of the Dana Carvey show. Yeah, the, the variety show that lasted all of what At seven episodes. Yeah, it's yeah. where Carell uh, got his start, and uh, and Colbert was on there, and uh, Judd Apatow was a part of it. And there is this scene where they set up. This this hilarious moment, and I won't do it justice by describing it, but it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen on television. Huh. Yeah, it's, okay, it's then so I need good. to see that. And you're right, Steve. I always thought of that as well. Should be bigger than he is. Yeah. I mean, yeah obviously, with Wayne's World and, and a few other things, he hit really big, but I, I, he's just an amazing talent. There's uh, another movie called Clean Slate that he's in. He's the star of it. Right. It's like Funny Memento. Yeah, it's yeah. Funny Memento. It was great. Yeah, uh, the movie I was talking about is called uh, Too Funny to Fail, The Life and Death That's of the it. Dana Carvey Show. Yeah, so I li- highly recommend. He's 67 today. It's uh, Dennis Haysbert's birthday today. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, he just showed up in the Chippendale Rescue Rangers does movie. He? Yeah, he, he, <laughs> As himself? No, well, no, he voices a character that oh, in, the, in the 90s version of the cartoon was this high-pitched insect. Uh, I think it's called Zippy, and so they brought in mm-hmm. Dennis Haysbert, who was you know this booming, yeah. low baritone voice, and he voiced uh, that character in the in the latest reboot. Uh, Twenty four, obviously, where he had a huge hit. Uh, Major League, he was uh, Serrano, yeah, right? Was his name? Yes. That? Can't hit the curveball, Joe Boo. <laughs> uh, so he is uh, up your butt, Joe Boo. He is sixty eight today. Uh, the great Stacy Keach. Uh, we have spoken to Stacy Keach before. Uh, he turns 81 years old. He's today. a great actor. He can, he can do, you know, really incredibly serious stuff. But we loved him for his turn in uh, Cheech and Chong's yeah. Uh, yeah, Up, up smoke. in Smoke. Yeah. It was just bizarre. Like this guy who you just always have perceived as a, as a badass, serious actor. Uh-huh. He's hilarious. He's 81 today. Uh, it's Beaver's birthday today. Jerry Mathers ah. from Leave it to Beaver turns 74 years old. When I was a kid... Uh, Leave it to Beaver had been, you know, it, it was an old show already when yes. I was a kid. But in the morning before school, it was on. They would show reruns of yeah. Leave it to Beaver, and I watched every single one of them. I loved it. It was a Leave cute it show. It was also, yeah. as I've said before, one of the first shows that I feel really caught the way kids interacted. Yeah. Like, you know, that, that there was not the classic sitcom interaction. Yeah. Uh, so the Beave is 74 today. Uh, Nikki Cox, remember her? Yeah. Uh, she was on a show called Las Vegas. Uh, before that, she got started, I think, at like 16 years old on kind of a Married with Children knockoff. It was a knockoff. It's from the same producers. Yeah. And what, what was the name of that show? I, I couldn't find it. What's it? With Bobcat. Hey, and Bobcat uh, Goldfinger. No. Yes. Yeah, yeah he, did, he, did he was voice. on that show. He did the voice of a, of yeah. a stuffed rabbit. Oh, I after, what was it called? I don't remember. I tried to look it on on IMDb and I didn't see it. I saw it. actually she had a bunch of dance credits. Yeah. Uh from she was in the straight up video with Paula Abdul. Didn't huh. know that. Yeah. Uh unhappily ever, ever unhappily after. Unhappily ever after. There yeah. you go. And All right. She was married to Jay Moore for a while, I think. And then I 
And she, she and Bobcat, Bobcat were, were, yeah. were a, yeah. a couple for a yeah. long time. Uh, she turns, how old is she today? 44. Uh, Justin Long, you know, and everything uh, from the, the Mac guy to Galaxy Quest to he's just not that into you. He's Ed. great. What case? He was in Ed. Ed, all right. Uh, he is 44 today. Uh, Dominic Cooper, who is Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> oh, he's Did in you a movie? Isn't he in Captain no. America? Isn't he Tony Stark's dad? Um, oh, yeah. uh, yes. Wrong? Howard Stark. Isn't and he Howard Stark? Madman. You are correct. Yeah, he's Howard Stark in the first uh, Captain America movie. Oh, nice. All right, well, he turns 44 today. Uh, Fabrizio Moretti, oh. the drummer of the Strokes, and he who was he dating that was famous? Uh, was it uh, Drew Barrymore? Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Okay. Who was also with uh, Justin Long for a stretch? Wow. Who's dating she Justin loves, Long? Yeah, she loves guys born on June second. Yeah, and she though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is forty-two today. Uh, the stunningly uh, beautiful Marina Baccarin. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, and uh, Vanessa in Deadpool. So good. Yeah. Excellent Again, excellent. You know what movie I kind of like? She was in was Greenland. Or Greenland, yes. I should say, yeah. or Greenland. <laughs> Greenland. Uh, Greenland. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's the wife. She's yeah. really good. Uh, she's 43. And by the way, I was looking at her credits this morning, and it looks like they're making a sequel uh, to Greenland. Green- Greenland? Greenland? Greenland 2? Greenland Migration. Uh, that movie called. came out of left field. Yeah. I, I, you know, it looked like this, okay, this is going to be another sort of disaster film, but I like what they did with it. Yeah. So hey, are you guys um, familiar? Because I watched Deadpool and Deadpool 2 recently, last week, on a on a new um, uh, a, a streaming app called Free V. Have you, are you guys from Free V? Yeah, Casey, yeah so I think it's, it used to it's, be IMDb. It's IMDb TV. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So now it's free. And they got a ton of great movies. And only just a couple of commercials, but they run everything like oh. uh, un, I mean, unedited in the sense that like they leave all the curses and the nudity and stuff in there. But yeah, okay. Free V is, is, a, is a good um, uh, streaming app and it's free. Is uh, she on it? Yeah. Well, yeah. She was in Deadpool, Deadpool 1 and right, 2. Right, okay. Uh, all right, I'm jotting that down now because, uh, I, you know, what I need are more streaming yeah. apps. No, no, not enough things to watch. Yeah, free ones. Uh, then you have, the last birthday I have is Aquafina. Uh-huh. Uh, she turns uh, 34. Obviously, she was great in uh, Crazy Rich Asians and uh, Shang-Chi in The Legend of the Ten Rings. She was great in that, too. Yeah, I hope, I'd like, I want to see that pairing continue. I hope they get keep her in the next movie. So, happy birthday, everyone born on uh, June 2nd, especially if you dated Drew Barrymore. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's see if we can get an answer. To super question, what is Harry Potter's middle name? Two one five two six three WMMR. We go to Bob and see if we can get the answer. Hey Bob, good morning. I was scared because Dracula. Of oh, course you were. Dracula's scary. All right, Bob, do me a favor and tell me Harry Potter's middle name. What is it? Say it again, please. You were breaking up. James. James. Yay! That's correct. This is Dad's name, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Bob, hang on the line. We are going to set you, sir, up with a $150 Fogo Show gift card. Fogo is a culinary experience and the best place to discover new favorites like their new bone-in ribeye and bone-in double-cut pork chop. As part of the full Trasco experience, and you can make a reservation for Center City or King of Prussia at Fogo.com. Got a lot to get to, and obviously the biggest thing is Johnny Depp took it all. Johnny Depp has won the defamation case against Amber Heard. It's pretty amazing. Uh, After deliberating for 13 hours, the jury found that Heard defamed Depp in three separate statements in the Washington Post piece and that Depp defamed Heard with one statement his attorney made. So it's a little bit of back and forth. I should, you know, I said Johnny took it all, but nonetheless, there was a little bit of back and forth. So she had the countersuit, which was, I think, more, as you said, against what her lawyer had intimated. Yep. 
Uh, so Depp was awarded uh, $10 million in compensatory damages and $5 million in punitive damages. And the Fairfax County Circuit judge, uh, Court Judge uh, Penny Azcarate uh, reduced the punitive damages to $350,000, which is the state's statutory cap or legal limit, making his total damages $10.4 million. And we have the uh, judge announcing... Uh, the damages will start because there were there were like I said it was on both way. Hertz right. countersuit. The jury awarded her two million dollars in compensatory damages. So here's the uh, uh, no. Go to the other one. Depth's damages. We'll do that first. Here we go. As against Amber Heard, we the jury award compensatory damages in the amount of ten million dollars. As against Amber Heard, we the jury award punitive damages. In the amount of $5 million. Okay, so those were Heard's uh, damages. Mm -hmm. And then we'll go to Johnny's damages, the announcement. Do you find that Ms. Heard has proven all the elements of defamation? Answer, yes. As against John C. Depp II, we, the jury, award compensatory damages in the amount of $2 million. As against John C. Depp II, we, the jury, award punitive damages in the amount of $0. So who's going to end up getting what? I don't really know yet. As uh, Entertainment Weekly reports, the Aquaman actress is planning to appeal the verdict. Uh, so it's not over. No. There's still more to go. No. I heard released a statement uh, yesterday calling the jury's decision a setback for other women and added, The disappointment I feel today is beyond words. I'm heartbroken that the mountain of evidence still was not enough to stand up to the disproportionate power, influence, and sway of my ex-husband. Johnny, on the other hand, took to Instagram to thank the jury for giving him his life back and wrote from the very beginning, the goal of bringing the case was to reveal the truth regardless of the outcome. Speaking the truth was something that I owed to my children and to all those who have remained steadfast in their support of me, and I feel at peace knowing that I have finally accomplished that. So it was a unanimous jury decision, and people who watch these sort of things say this will actually bode well for him, that this will help him get more work, and this gives sort of Hollywood an out to go, there you go, see, that's what the court found. Well, so here's, uh, their, their, their prospects are uncertain. AP reported citing legal and entertainment experts who said that both had their reputations damaged. That's for sure. By what came out during the television, televised trial. Former entertainment lawyer Matthew Baloney. Baloney? That's a cool name. <laughs> yeah. B-E-L-L-O-N-I. The court doesn't stand for baloney. You stand for that. <laughs> Please rise for baloney. So, uh, yeah, so uh, so Matt Baloney. Hi, name's Matt. Matt Baloney. Uh, Don't Matt, worry, it could be liverwurst. Matt Baloney, who writes about the business of Hollywood, told AP, both of them will work again, but I think that it will be a while before a major studio will consider them safe enough to bet on. Well, they have to get past all this crap. Well, they got to the, make sure that they're not going to communicate at all. Right. And there's going to be nothing between the two of them. Stop it. So he said the personal baggage that was revealed in this trial was just too icky for a studio to want to deal with. Stop using legal terms. Uh, meanwhile, hey. L.A. crisis management and communications expert Eric Rose called the trial a classic murder-suicide, <laughs> explaining from a reputation management perspective, there can be no winners. They've bloodied each other up. It becomes more difficult now for studios to hire either actor because you're potentially alienating a large segment of your audience who may not like the fact that you have retained either Johnny or Amber for a specific project because feelings are so strong now. Do you know what's the most troubling takeaway from this whole trial for me was seeing how many rings Johnny Depp wears? Dude, okay, thank you for mentioning <laughs> yeah, yeah. that because I saw a picture of him today and with all the rings and with the tattoos on his hands and stuff, 
to me, it just looks like dirty it hands. looks dirty it, it looks lo- it does I, exactly you know what I'm saying? Yes, it looks 100%. like it's filthy yeah. they, they the tattoos have worn uh and also his fingers don't ever touch each other <laughs> yeah because so they're separated they're separated because he wears fucking ring ring like graduation ring yeah yeah, yeah like super bowl super rings. bowl rings <laughs> uh so it's just it looks Gross to me. Yeah, it's like that manicure that Kathy got when she said, "Hey, give me the the diesel <laughs> the, oil, the oil change manicure. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it looks like he got stuff. Yeah. He's got stuff grime under his fingers all the time. Not good. Yeah, get that man some pumice. Clean those things up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway. We'll have more to say about this. In the meantime, another thing going on. Jada Pinkett Smith used the latest episode of her Facebook Watch Show Red Table Talk to address the Oscars slap. Expressing hope that her husband Will Smith and comedian Chris Rock will quote talk this out and, and reconcile. Uh, the comments came during an episode focused on alopecia. After Rock had compared Jada to Demi Moore in the film, we all know the story yeah, that yeah. Smith walked up and slapped her. Right? All right, or slapped him. <laughs> he slapped. You slapped, slapped his own wife. Bitch is trying to hear Chris Rock. <laughs> Shut up. That would have been a different story. Wow. You yakety yappy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Rock's on stage. I'm trying to hear his joke. So I was wrong about that. Uh, so shut up, woman. She <laughs> she said, "This is a really important red table talk on alopecia." Uh, at the beginning of the episode, she said, "Considering what I've been through with my own health and what happened at the Oscars." Thousands have reached out to me with their stories, and I'm using this moment to give our alopecia family an opportunity to talk about what it's like to have this condition and to inform people about what alopecia actually is. Uh, So she went on to address the elephant in the room, expressing her desire to see uh, her husband and Chris Rock reconcile. And this is the first time she's actually said anything about it. Directly about it. Uh, So she said, now about Oscar night. All right, you know, we, we have, have the clip. Yep. Yep. So here we go. Let's get that. Now about Oscar night. My deepest hope is that these two intelligent, capable men have an opportunity to heal, talk this out, and reconcile. The state of the world today, we need them both. And we all actually need one another more than ever. Until then, Will and I are continuing to do what we have done for the last 28 years. And that's keep figuring out this thing called life together. Could you Thank you for up? listening. Yeah. So clearly she did, like wrote that down and she was yeah. reading that. But, Making the statement. Got it. Uh, so many expected that they would use the Red Table Talk to address the slap. But Wednesday's comments are the most substantial discussion about it on the show thus far. And uh, did not include Will. And uh, Chris Rock is not really. He's just lightly touched on it. If they want to bat that thing out of the park, work a deal to get both Will Smith and Chris Rock at that table. Oh, yeah. And that show, you know, forget oh, you it. me? Yeah. But I don't crazy. Think, I don't. I don't know if Chris would want to go I, on not, her yeah. show. You know what I mean? I know. Yeah, he want he wants to have a lot of that heat for himself. Yeah. All right. Uh, Kim Kardashian is finally letting fans in on the story behind her and Pete Davidson's romance, how they got together in the first place. <laughs> this story is just fascinating. Uh, during Thursday's episode of the Kardashians, Kim opened up about her relationship with him, <laughs> calling him. The best human being I've ever met. Wow. Is that right? Is that a fact? Is Pete Davidson the best human being you've ever met? As far Pete? as her brain has figured out, I guess so. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Or is that, Preston, you that's well said. What's you that? do have children. You have yeah. children. Yeah, 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 yeah well, true. Yeah. So, like... That might be know. a hyperbolic statement, Case. Yeah, All right. I mean, you have children and blood relatives, so, like... <laughs> uh, her dad! 
yeah, her dad, but like more so like, okay, you know, like your kids are pretty innocent at this point. And, um, you know, they're probably at this point in their lives, the best overall human beings that they've ever met. I don't know. Um, but I just want to point out that we are now in June of 2022 <laughs> and I called June of 2022. Um, oh, that's yeah. your... Casey, you had the latest win? date. You had the, no, well, you had the latest date of June 1st as to when, um, They'd break Pete, up. Pete and Kim would break up. Uh, Preston, you had the vernal equinox. Kathy was May 15. Marissa and I lost a long time ago. Steve, you had it in January. And they're still going strong. I I think we all lost. Strong. Yeah. yeah. Well, but I, in I, a way, I, we I, all lost with just their union. We did. But I think, uh, I don't think I, I was saying that they would break up till June. Uh, uh, in June, I said they would make it to June. Okay. So You're still in the running? Is you, well, we, I, I feel like I'm still in the running. We guys. can review the tape and see what was act, you know, hey, was you actually know what? said. Uh, as a winner, you should work from home today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know yeah. what? Cool. All right. Uh, so she was uh, first inspired to share more about her relationship after being asked about her dating life when chatting in the kitchen with Chloe and Courtney. <laughs> and she said, can't a girl just be happy and live? Can't she? Uh, in a confessional, though. So I guess they do that on the show where they go just... They actually have a confessional up. in the kitchen, Preston. They get in, they kneel, and then uh, Caitlyn Jenner's on the other side. Oh, really? <laughs> so what are your shit? Yeah. How long since your last confession? Why do you Why do you cut cucumbers like that? Uh, so in the confessional, Kim finally addressed the romance and revealed who made the first move in this situation. Mm. She said, so this is how it went down with Pete. She said, I did SNL, and then... When we kissed in a scene, it was just a vibe, she said. And I was like, oh, S, maybe I just need to try something different. But Pete does not come to my after party. Everyone was at my after party. He does not even give me the time of day. So a few days later, I called the producer at SNL and was like, hey, do you have Pete's number? And they were like, yeah. And she says, and she says, I text him. Now, here's, here's what gets worse. She says, I text him. I wasn't even thinking like, oh, my God, I'm just going to be in a relationship with him. I was thinking, quote, heard about this BDE. Yeah, that is, Kathy? I know what that is. Big D energy, right? Yeah, Yeah. big D energy. Uh, Need to get out there. I need to just jumpstart my, and then she trailed off. And then she admitted to the cameras, I was just basically DTF. Okay. Down to F, (sighs) Kathy. Yes. Uh, speaking to her sisters, Kim noted how people He's often it out to me. <laughs> LOL, laughing out loud. And listen, you know, she had to have told him she was going to do this on the show and talk about his penis. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And of course. Yeah, of course. So speaking to her sisters, she noted how um, people often believe that dating Pete must be, quote, a hysterical comedy show all the time. And she says their relationship is, quote, just normal. It's just normal. They're just regular. They're just like us. She said, I never knew you could just be so happy watching TV series and going to the gym with someone I thought I had never, ever gone to the gym before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she said, Pete has got to be literally the best human being I've ever met. Like, the best heart. Literally. People always say, oh, he's so funny. That's like fourth on my list and I, of why I like him. <laughs> the yeah, big D is number one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I already said number one. Yeah, number one. Big, big D. D. In yes. fact, one through three, big D. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she said, always wants the best for people, can handle anything, always does it with grace. He's really, really thoughtful and humble and just so genuine. I would say the perfect word to describe Pete is genuine. And yeah, uh, I mean, and when they're fighting in court and yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. talking each other to hey, the press, we'll see. The the the, the chit chat amongst women about guys that are well hung. Does that really does that create excitement? 
Do you know Kathy? I mean, excitement do, do, like for as, a as woman? in maybe. Oh, I I didn't think about that guy, but now I heard he's got a big penis. I might be kind of interested. <laughs> think in a different way. Does it really work that way? Because uh, in some I don't know. sometimes. Um, I, no, I don't. Not for no, I don't. I mean, not for us. Not for Marissa? me and my girlfriends. I don't think so. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. like that Nick Foles energy. I mean, yeah. we all. That was the it, first guy I was amongst thinking. my group. I mean, we've koozies that say like BD. I think yeah. yeah. I think guys think about it almost as much as women do, just because you start hearing the rumors and like you start hearing that about Pete Davidson. But and wait, you're like, but oh, listen, and think like. Oh, no, I no, would no. be with. I would you like just, to be with him. No, 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 no. You just know that about the guy, and it's it might be the first thing, like John Hamm and Nick Foles, and uh, there was somebody else who came to mind, and I was like, yeah, uh, you start hearing that about the person, and you're like, all right, I'm going to identify him that way. For me, mm-hmm. it's it's a turnoff because it hurts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts, right? It hurts hey, so yeah. much. Hey, Steve, <laughs> don't knock until you try it. All right, there, you there you go. I don't know. I never really, even even though Nick, the the John Ham thing, like I know some people go right to that. I, I don't really. It's not for you. No, it's not for me. I, I don't really think about it. I but... like a guy who can design socks. There That's you where go. I stand. Oh yeah, like, like, like a Rob Kardashian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alicia Witt is opening up about her private battle with cancer two months after completing chemotherapy. So she's been quiet about this. This has been a secret. She's had a tough freaking life. She has, yes. On Wednesday, the 46-year-old actress shared videos of the moment she struck a gong in celebration of the end of her treatment as well as a photo of her holding her official certificate. And she also posted a selfie and images in which she removed her head and chest coverings. Wow. Uh, she said, just a little over two months ago, I had my last round of chemotherapy prior to my mastectomy, sending love to her beloved brilliant collaborative communicative doctor uh, she added that the tennessee oncology physician was there to see her ring the bell what did she did her parents yeah so they they died uh and this all she kept this news private yeah. uh because uh, that w- she had found out about her diagnosis like right about the same time uh or this was about the time she was beginning her treatments when her, her parents died and was it uh, carbon monoxide poisoning? I, I think forgot. it was. Yeah, yeah it was, something it was, like that. Their house, they were they were kind of hoarders, or or they had a, oh, a really right. strange situation. And she kept trying to intercede to help them, and they 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 got they're they're smart people, and they just kind of were feeding into each other's paranoia, and then they they died. Or no, I'm sorry, they froze to death, wasn't it? it uh, like they didn't have something heat. that should should not have happened. It was like some repair work. Yeah. You could look yeah. that up. I I think it was. Mm-hmm. I think they didn't have heat. Yeah. And and they could have easily gotten it taken care of, and they didn't, yep. and they they neglected. Was oh, that it, case? Right. Yeah, yeah, and, and <sighs> it's not like they didn't have the means to do it. They yes. just didn't do it. Their uh, death was revealed as a probable cardiac dysrhythmia uh, due to the cold uh, on their property, improperly heal, heated home, which was sorely neglected. Yeah, terrible. So. She had this going on. She got the breast cancer diagnosis at about that time. Around that time, she had started treatments. And so it was just, uh, man, she's been through a lot. I don't I mean like to be insensitive. I right. do too, Steve. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't mean to be insensitive. Why um, do you need to wear that helmet? Okay, so she does talk about that. Uh, she said, um, I'm so grateful to those along the way during my treatment who honored uh, me by protecting my privacy during these months and grateful to help share that these caps that she was wearing in that, Nick, oh. can truly play a huge role in allowing a patient to reveal her journey on her own time when she was ready. Gotcha. Uh, so it has something to do with her hair, her not losing her hair. There is an iced, uh, there's a system of icing uh, where you can, you place um, a frozen pack on your head, like, like 
very cold. Yeah. And that apparently accelerates the regrowth of hair. So this was, it, it was not her being afraid of her hair falling out. She just wanted to keep it quiet. Right. And therefore, that's why she had to do it. So there's a picture of her wearing this blue cap on her head. And that's what that was about. So uh, happy that she's done with her treatments and uh, things are looking positive <sighs> for her. Uh, Ray Liotta's hometown is reportedly considering naming a baseball field in his honor. According to TMZ, the city of Union Township, New Jersey, might be naming the field on which youth athletes regularly play as a nod to the late actor's role in Field of Dreams. This is great. Great, uh, great role for him. Of course, in that movie, uh, the baseball play, he played uh, baseball player uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson, uh, whose ghost visits uh, Ray Kinsella. They should have had him first like Henry Hill, though. That the- would have been great. <laughs> yeah, to make it a little bit more him. Uh, so, according to the mayor, uh, Manuel uh, Figueredo, he said, at this time, the township of Union is exploring various options on how best to honor and remember Ray Liotta. Uh, we are allowing the family and loved ones uh, time to grieve and process his untimely death before we make any definitive situation. What about a 900-foot uh, Ray Liotta? An FP nice. yeah. <laughs> Right? I mean, uh, they, they did that for Jesus, and I'm not likening Ray Liotta to Jesus, but I think if you want to... If you really want to put up something that also that people can visit, a, a, a Ray Liotta, a 900-foot Ray Liotta you can walk up into. Let's not discount that. I mean, yeah. you know, maybe I, it's something they're considering. I love uh, Field of Dreams. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And I didn't know until last week when he passed that, uh, and Kevin Costner posted this, that um, there's a scene where Kevin Costner is pitching to Shoeless Joe at the plate. And uh, Kevin says, uh, his guy Ray Kinsella says, can you hit my curve? And he throws a pitch, and, and um, Shoeless Joe Jackson, Ray Liotta, lines it right up the middle, knocks Kevin on his ass. That was not rehearsed. That was not planned. He just knocked him right over, and it was just uh, uh, Ray Liotta hitting the ball as hard as he possibly could, and it <laughs> made Kevin Costner fall down. But none of that was in the script. It was completely unscripted. That's no cool. kidding. Yeah. And is there a scene where Ray Liotta has... Kevin Costner's wife, Amy Madigan, in, in the trunk of a car, and they drive out to a remote location, <laughs> uh-huh. and he carves her up. I think that's seven. Oh, okay. Oh. I just get those confused. All right. Um, we are now ready for clips, gang, so let's get to those. We're going to start with Makeup Monroe, stars in the new horror thriller Watcher. And in this clip, Maka explains why she enjoys working on indie film projects. The way for me to keep falling in love with this uh, form of art is is working with people that really inspire me and being a part of the process. And the indie film world, um, I, I just, I don't know, I, I'm just so drawn to it and it's it pushes me and challenges me in ways. And... Um, so yeah, it's very fulfilling. I don't I don't want I don't think I want to see it. Watcher is in theaters tomorrow. All right. <laughs> it's one of my favorite. I clips. love that clip of uh of Michael. Michael Jackson. All right, next clip. Here we go. Two misfits find themselves in a battle for life and love in Frank and Penelope. And here, Sydney Scotia uh, reveals a unique aspect of the movie that the cast discovered after filming. Here we go. This wasn't something I noticed initially. But after we finished the film, I got together with the cast a couple weeks ago because we're all good buddies. And we were talking about how it is a genre-bending film. And we felt that, you know, there's romance in there. There's suspense. There's thriller. There's horror. And we realized after the fact that... It is such a genre-bending film, and that's what I love so much about it. I don't, I don't want to. I don't think I want to see it. <laughs> Ray 
Ming and Penelope is in theaters tomorrow, by the way. And there you go. That's the entertainment <laughs> report for this Thursday morning on the Preston and Steve Show. All right, we got some stuff coming up, gang. We got an announcement about an event that's on the way. We're excited for it, and hopefully you be you will be as well. So we'll get that info out to you. Also, a reminder, we chose another high school for coolest teacher of the year. PJP in Rofo. So that's, for those of you who don't speak that language, Pope John Paul High School in Royersford, Pennsylvania. Wow. We give you till tomorrow morning around 6 a.m. to let us know who you think should be the winner. That's Rofo. They're setting off the alarm as we speak. The coveted Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug from the President Steve Show and Coolest Teacher of the Year uh, t-shirt. So Excellent. Do that now. Text the word teacher to 39333 if you go to PJP, and uh, we'll find out who that uh, recipient is tomorrow. We're going to take a break. Be back in a moment. Stay with us. It's time to roll up your sleeves to help your neighbors in need. Of blood, that is. WMMR presents the 17th Annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Friday, June 24th. Two locations to choose from. The Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks or the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia in the South Philly Sports Complex. Make your donation appointment now at WMMR.com. Donors get the newest Fred and Steve t-shirt, a reusable tote bag from Window Nation, plus juice from Everfresh Juice. Not to mention the pride of knowing you made a difference. Appointments are required, so sign up today at WMMR.com. The 17th Annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Benefiting the American Red Cross. From 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Looking for the coolest teacher from Pope John Paul High School in Royers Ford. If you go to school there, make sure you text the word teacher to 39333. I'm going to send you the link. That's all you got to do. Just text the word teacher to 39333, and then we'll find out tomorrow morning who that is. Uh, by the way, if you remind me, at the end of this segment, I think it'd be a good time to make our announcement that we have for oh, an event coming up. I agree, yeah. So uh, you got to make sure I do that before we get out Can of Can you this. give me a little reminder to remind you? For uh, yeah, I'll remind yeah, you to you. remind thank me. Thank you so much. At the end of this, you help? got me we'll uh, good to go. Gonna, call, text Kathy, and then she'll send the postcard to Marissa. <laughs> I was going to text okay. Marissa, but I'll do that. All right. Well, listen, um, there's, a, there's a story that, uh, that Steve had sent to me a couple of days ago. I didn't get a chance to to mention yet, and it's about this uh, woman in, in New York City. Uh, she's 64 years old, and she is known as the tenant from hell and makes her neighbors' lives misery, uh, and she's also run up $40,000 in back rent. So, like, that alone, but yeah. she does a whole bunch of other stuff. And uh, when you, ever you see a story like this, we've all had encounters or know of stories like this, and it's like, what the hell do you do? I know, I know. So, yeah, this uh, this woman has, uh, she's not paid her rent uh, since April of last year, 2020. Or no, 2020, I'm sorry, two years ago. Yeah. Um, so she pays seventeen fifty a month, uh, and her landlord's name is Matthew Hannon and says he is he's at the end. He's trying to evict her, and he can't evict her. Um, so she's done stuff like flooded her apartment, uh, which destroyed the unit below. Uh, she's held an indo- indoor barbecue. Indoor oh barbecue. Yeah. Trashes her kitchen and hallway. She blares loud music for 20 hours a day and deliberately goes around and rings neighbors' doorbells to frighten them. What the hell? And she is accused of threatening her neighbors with a shovel and a fire extinguisher when they tried to stand up to her. Uh, the nightmare neighbor has been able to avoid eviction 
thanks to a COVID relief program aimed at preventing workers who had lost their jobs from being evicted. So she's using that. that. Right. Yeah. Uh, on one occasion, uh, the landlord allegedly chased a female tenant. Or, no, I'm sorry, the woman did. Uh, chased a female tenant with a shovel during an argument. Jesus. Uh, and she said, I, it got to the point, this is according to the... Uh, the woman who was shaved said it got to the point where she was following me to my job site where I was working. Uh, she also has hoarded junk in the hallway of their third floor apartment. And uh, the landlord said he has been left unable to rent the unit below because of the water damage caused after she left her bathtub and sink running until the building looked, quote, like Niagara Falls. So this is like a, like it's like a, a big home. It doesn't appear to be like a department complex uh, sort of thing, right? Are these are residential renters, landlords. I don't know. Yeah, um, they're, they're, the picture, at least to me, looked like it was a, a larger home. There's somebody that lives, there's yeah. a unit below, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I don't know how they, they've handled this, Steve. I'm not sure if it's a building or, or, or what, but uh, several tenants have moved out uh, because of this woman's behavior. I, it's just, so that's over the course of years. You know, it used to be like, hey, if you get a, get a place that has an extra, like, uh, you know, a, uh, a mother-in-law uh, you know, apartment or whatever, you can rent that out and you get a tenant. You can, all, like when you're starting out, you're, you, you know, get, just get married, you get a house that has that. You can offset some of your, uh, your, your mortgage. But the whole notion of being a, a landlord or trying to manage, you know, another situation like that, I've heard so many nightmare stories. I just don't think I could do it. There's always, no matter what, if you rent an apartment, there's always somebody. You know what I mean? Somebody. Somebody in, in the complex that you hear about is like, yeah. that's the crazy neighbor. or And, and they may not that's go to this extreme of yeah. flooding. Play. Well, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, <laughs> but in an apartment, you're kind of bound because yeah. By walls. your walls are yeah. connected to each other. And there's, there's, a, there's a closer sense of... Uh, dread. I, yeah, dread, yeah. for lack of a better term. No, yeah. listen... When I we were at Y one hundred, I had this Russian efficiency apartment in media. You guys saw it; it was nothing. I mean, yeah. it was a closet, yeah. and you would hear stuff. <laughs> I mean, in this in this building, there was a. I told you about the guy who lived on the other side of the wall. He loved pennies and would talk loudly about pennies and ask everyone for pennies. Obviously, there was a mental issue there, okay. but but I mean, still, you're like. You're, you're everything is adjacent to everyone well, else. It's a nightmare. And also, you can you can do as much research as you want and go check these places out. But until you start yeah, you spending the night there, that's it. You don't know what right. you're getting into. So, Steve, my my aunt in California runs a fairly successful property management company. And, that's right. And and yeah. so what she does is manage a lot of these buildings, these apartment buildings. And I would say when they're talking during ninety eight, ninety nine percent of the tenants are fine and normal. It's that one yeah. percent that are, are ridiculous, and you and don't they eat up all the oxygen? Basically, <laughs> those, those well, they, they, you wouldn't believe the sob stories, and some of them are legit sob right. stories. Like you understand how they got in this place in the first place. However, her job is to collect their rent and to make sure that they are responsible tenants. So she has to th- dance this fine dance right. and, and, and walk the fine line of like. I got to kick you out because you haven't paid rent in six months or I have to shut your power off. It's it's one story after another with people like that. Right. I wonder if, if there are any landlords listening, and, and I wonder how this goes, that, you know, because obviously if you're behind on your rent, a lot of people choose to avoid yeah. uh, their landlord. But what if you come to them 
and try to bargain, does that help a little bit? At with least, sex. At least with sex, <laughs> sexual favor, favors, exactly. yes, so yeah. I or, think or maybe pictures at, at the very right. least. Look at that. Yeah. Have you ever seen a sack like that? But I mean, if you if you try to at least have a dialogue, I'm wondering if that can kind of stem the bleeding for a little bit. I think I it helps. I think it helps to a point, and then like yes. eventually the landlord has to be like, okay, we we've extended it's this six time. months. Now it's time. For a BJ. <laughs> no, you're right. Because oh my God. Honestly, honestly, there are obligations. We, you know, yes, it's it's it to me that dynamic on both sides, whether you're the person who is renting and you've fallen on hard times yeah. and you have a, a story that's legit, or the other side. To me, it's just a nightmare, both sides. Uh, both of my brothers own a lot of properties, and they have multi-unit properties where, you know, there's different yes. families in. But what I find amazing is how people can stay there and not pay, and what it takes for the, the landlord, the person that mm. owns the property, to actually get the tenant out. I mean, it, the, what they have to go through to evict a tenant, right. uh, and it's unbelievable. There was, they had, um, <laughs> they had one, I think it was a multi-unit property, um, and they kept getting calls, and they're like, you have have to go into this house and like figure out what's going on there. There's something happening. Um, they had chickens in their basement. It was in it was in Norristown. Like, chickens was, in their they basement. Had all these chickens in their basement. I don't know if they were like fighting them or like what they it were was, doing. They're, but they're just in for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> they were eventually able to like get in there, and they were like, uh, "Look, you." You got to get the chickens have to go like you have to get rid of them. And they didn't. And it took them forever to force basically force these people to get the chickens out of the basement. The people that we knew had tenants um, and um, they I don't know. Listen, God bless whatever, the, you know, whatever they did in their lives or whatever they whatever their rituals involved or whatever. Yeah, every live and let live. But they had um, they had an aquarium where they would just they would they treated the aquarium like a place to clean dishes oh god oh yeah 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 oh god yeah and um, i was like you <laughs> you've got to be kidding they had to have someone come in like like a biochemical like a hazmat team come in and clean the place preston i do know somebody though who um they couldn't pay their their rent at the time and so they did go to their landlord and they were like look we're going to give you what we can now and you know we'll, we'll get you that like you know if the, the whatever if the rent is due the first of the month or whatever it was yeah. they had to pay it throughout the month for a few months until they were able to to catch up it was all you know due to covid and stuff like that right and i know there were different rules then but um because they went to him and they approached him and they told him um they were able to to do it that way so i guess it depends Depends on the landlord. What's the landlord's deal like? Do do they get like free room uh, or like a free apartment for landlording? Like, what's what's their deal? You mean if you're li- if you if, if you're managing a building and you're living yeah. you're living in the building? I, I'm sure that's an arrangement in some cases. Oh, like an yeah. apartment building, right? 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 Yeah, yeah. Like a landlord doesn't. Right. They don't own the place, right? They just they're a lord. Yeah. <laughs> I actually my my first radio job. Uh, the guy who owned the radio station, very very small town, so it was a very small radio station. Right. This one guy owned it. He also owned a very small apartment complex, probably like ten units. Right. And with the job, I had a super duper low salary, but I had free rent. Ah. And I lived at this apartment. I'm like, that was a pretty sweet deal to me. I was mean, it I, a decent place? No, it was a piece of crap. It was <laughs> horrible. It was garbage, yeah. but. It was, I didn't pay for it. There you and, go. And, and you I saved. lived there, yeah. yeah. Casey, you're thinking more of people who are given free rent or a room for, like, superintending or being the superintendent of a building. But if a landlord lives in their own building for free, then, I mean, you can do that. You're just uh, denying yourself getting more money for renting it out. 
Is there a difference between landlord and owner and or manager? You know what I mean? Right, because like Schneider and one day at a time. Well, because sometimes I think of landlord as maybe the person that owns it. You know yeah. what That's I mean? That's what I think, yeah, yeah. too, yeah. So, the, a lot, well, I, I don't know, like Mr. Furley. What was Mr. Furley or Mr. Roper? He was, like, they were landlords. They, yeah. were the, they, they owned the, the, the building. Did yeah. they own the yes. building? Yes. I don't think they did. No, I don't think they did either. I thought they owned maybe, it. Maybe it was a condo. Maybe they just no. owned the unit. Ralph, uh, Mr. Furley's brother <laughs> owned it. Remember Bart? <laughs> No. Furley? No. Yeah. Yeah, and so Mr. <laughs> Furley was just there to yeah. run the place and make sure everything well, was... We, we need then to he would have been out. the manager. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, listen to this text. It says, I once had a landlord who offered to cut the rent for sexual favors. Wow. Uh, actually did that, and it was gross. <laughs> uh, so so they, they never... You know, agreed sure, to that deal. Don't do that. But uh, Jesus man. Christ, Casey was right. Uh, what? <laughs> Ralph Furley was the landlord and manager of the Santa Monica apartment building that is now owned by his brother Bart, who acquired, <laughs> acquired it from Stanley Roper. All right, I'm impressed, Casey. So let's, let, then we need to find out one other thing. Was Stanley Roper the owner of the building? That's what I just yes, said. Yes. So he bought it. He acquired it. He acquired it from Stanley Roper. So when he was he was living there in the complex and yes. was the landlord. Now ask me anything that I probably should have learned in school yeah, right. during those years. Uh, let me go to. I have some. Uh, I got some calls. Neighbors from hell and and uh, landlords and so on. I'm going to go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Mike, you are on the air, sir. Good morning. Uh, Sorry, guys. I got caught up hydrating my boobs. Oh, <laughs> you got to do that, or else they get all dry and leathery. Yeah, Kathy knows. Yeah, What's up, my man? Starting to chafe a little bit. <laughs> um, so when I lived out in Arizona, I had an upstairs neighbor who, first time they flooded my apartment, I had come home from class on a break and I noticed it dripping down in the corner. So I go upstairs and I'm like, "Hey, I don't know where it's coming from, but you guys are leaking to my apartment." And they're like, "Oh, it's coming from the floor above us. Actually, we noticed it a little while ago. We we're going to go." tell maintenance in a bit i was like don't worry about it i got it so they just watched it and let it drip second time they uh flooded my apartment they must have clogged their toilet and to the point where it just continued to overflow right until it was pouring literally pouring in like a waterfall into my bathroom oh, oh man God. that's disgusting uh. Uh, so again they watched it overflow and just sat there and was like eh whatever but so I moved out, um, and not only did the leasing office, leasing department, whatever, withhold my security deposit, they also fined me fifteen hundred dollars for ceiling damage. What? what? So they fined you for ceiling damage when the people upstairs were flooding their apartment? Mm-hmm. Did you take them to court? No, <laughs> I I, it, I did the math in my head, and I'm like, I'm just it's gonna be. Uh, that's how they get you. That's why they do it. Yeah, they get you. Because I was also, I moved completely out of the state. Like, I moved back to, uh, or up to Boston from Arizona. So I'm like, I'm going to try and fight this over the phone. Yeah, no, I hear you. And uh, just pay and, you know, move on with your life. Okay. Wow, that sucks. That totally sucks. It's not your fault. Uh, Here's a text that says, oh, my God, landlord is the owner of a rental. Anyone else is property manager or superintendent. Uh, So we'll take your word for that. All right. So landlord is, is definitely the owner. Uh, let me go to, let's see, James. Hi, James. Good morning. Good morning, it. Good, good morning, morning, it, sir. Are you a uh, property manager or landlord? So I'm actually a tenant. I live in uh, Berlin, New Jersey currently. Okay. Um, we have been living here for about the past 
three years now, and we've had that communication with our landlord when we're going to be late or if rent's not going to make it that month. Yep. And it's always seemed to work out in our benefit to where he's always worked with us. I'm pretty sure it's his only property, so it's not that big of a deal. It's like a side hustle for him. Right. So- but other than that, he may not be the best at, like, fixing things quite on time. Right. We had an oven go out two days before Thanksgiving last year, and it took about a week to get another one. So it was wow. a bit of a pain, but yeah. what, 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 to, so, 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 so you have, you have a good arrangement. You, can you, can you pay in increments and you have that kind of thing going on? So I actually called my landlord yesterday and we're going to be late this month. And he just told me to keep him in the loop, keep him posted, whatever we can pay him, we can pay him and find and out what a hot is. Carl is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I'm sorry to hear that. That's uh, that's the issue, but, yeah. but I think you're right. If you go, I think the thing that will clearly weigh against you is if you just try to be duplicitous and avoid them and, and don't answer the yeah. inquiries. If yeah. you get proactive and say, as it apparently you have and say, I'm having issues. Can you work with me? Yep. I think the landlord would rather do that. All right, hang oh, in yeah, definitely. The uh, We live in like a two-story like apartment building. It's off the side of some townhome development. And it's the Furley we Arms. From, we moved from upstairs to downstairs. And the previous tenant downstairs, she completely destroyed everything, let her cat urinate on everything, backed up fluid types and everything like that. They had to completely remodel before anybody else could move downstairs. Wow. Wow. All right. Thanks, James. She just left them high and dry. (laughs) Appreciate it. That sucks. And and that's the type of thing that happens. Well, the people, there are people uh, who can, who play the system, who go they, they'll live in a place, they'll run down the legal clock because, it, as Kathy pointed out with your, your brothers, it takes forever it to get someone out of, an, out of an apartment. And so they'll use that to their advantage, and that's how they just, like like uh, sort of gypsies, wander to different places, live there for a while, and then move on. Somebody texted and said, just a reminder, Fred and Ethel Mertz owned the building and lived in their building as Is well. Is that right? Yeah, they were the owners. Huh. Okay. Uh, Here's another one that says, uh, I once had a landlord who started drinking and forgot to collect rent for a year. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Lucky. Yeah, totally. Are you kidding me? What year is it? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Neighbors from hell. Let me go to, let's go to Bran. Hi, Bran. Good morning. Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, buddy. What's up, man? So, uh, I owned a uh, split home in the 80s and uh, barely saw the tenant. He would actually pay uh, two months advanced so we never really saw them at all part of the deal was you had to pay utilities um so one day we get the bill this is the 80s the electric bill is a thousand dollars over okay Jeez. absurd in the 80s uh so go knock on the door there's nobody there we're looking for windows uh one of the blinds is just over a little bit and we see plants all throughout the living room <laughs> uh, he had a grow operation uh, about 300 plants. Wow. Uh, in every room. Uh, called the cops, obviously. Uh, they put a warrant out for him. He did not show back up for months and months. And uh, one day he showed up to get his gear. The cops were keeping close surveillance on the home. Called him and he spent like 30 years in jail. 30 wow. years? Wow. So he 1980s. had that many plants. That's why he was paying us in so much advance so that we wouldn't, you know, Go over, yeah. ask any questions. And, yeah. 
I miss the money, but <laughs> and, and the pot. Yeah, no kidding. All the free weed you got. That's but, uh, wow, interesting. All right, thanks, Brand. Uh, that, Appreciate it, man. That was Delco, by the way. Delco. Yeah. yeah. All right, thanks. All right. Uh, here's a text that says, uh, "I had a neighbor in my apartment building who we swore was a prostitute since we'd see her walking with a different man every night." Then her daughter must have wanted to hide having sex from her mom because she would throw used condoms out her window onto the walkway between our apartments. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. Ah! And what if you walk your dog in that area? Uh, Yeah. Little rubbery chew toys for your pup. Little toy. What you got there, buddy? Uh, That's a baby sock. Let me see. (laughs) I have have Kevin uh, who's on the line. Hey, Kevin, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good, man. What's happening? Uh, buckle up. This is going to be a bumpy one. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> oh, my God. So uh, we lived in a townhouse about 15 years ago. We were the underneath neighbors, and everything was peachy keen until one day, one Sunday, we started hearing church music above us. Okay. Turns out the neighbor above us was a pastor, uh, a born-again uh, alcoholic uh, pastor, and <laughs> performed a uh, church group in his townhouse every Sunday night starting at 9 p.m. Oh, that had to be in violation of, uh, was there some sort of building ordinance against that? No, it was one, the, the landlord was one owner. He owned the top unit. He owned the bottom unit. The The guy upstairs would bring in his, his small church group, about 15 people every Sunday, tambourines, PA microphones, singing, dancing, and How's that allowed? Why do you need a microphone and a PA? So they can like hear you in the bathroom. 15 well, people. And and uh, it gets better. This guy, oh, my God. Um, so <laughs> he would start doing laundry all night long. Okay. He would start vacuuming at 1, 1 a.m. He would start his washing machine at 3 a.m., dishwasher, everything. Um, second part to this story. So we were paying rent for a while. We, we came home one day, and we started to see sheriff sale stickers on the door. <laughs> and water and trash was included in the rent. Tried to contact the landlord. Mailbox was full. Couldn't leave a message. Uh, rent checks. Checked on the checks. He didn't cash the last three months' worth. Tried to call the secondary number that he had. Uh, mailbox full. Couldn't get old. And called Bucks County, Doylestown. Uh, taxes hadn't been paid on the property in over a year. Oh, my oh God. God. I assumed the – I assumed he – I had nothing to assume other than he was dead. Okay. So I took the last three months of rent checks and – Turned it, t- called a buddy of mine to find me a new place, and he said, why don't you buy a house? And I said, because I don't have the money to buy a house. And he said, well, it, we'll make it work. And three months later, we bought and moved into a house. The very next day, the very next day that we moved in, landlord calls me out of the blue and says, hey, Kev, what's going on? <laughs> Where'd you go? Okay. Turns out. He ended up in rehab in California. Didn't huh. tell anybody. And didn't tell anybody. Bailed and just said, I'm going to go restart my life and all this that's going on over there. We'll I'm just going out for milk. Autopilot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Uh, between the church group, every Sunday, uh, you know, every Sunday night, uh, the chores, he started every appliance, you know, vacuuming at 2 a.m. That's a freaking nightmare. Yeah. And, and so so he was, yeah, you had no way, no way to complain. You're, you're, you're locked yeah. in there. That's yeah. the nightmare. Kevin, did he and, try to get that back rent from you? No, no, I, I covered all my bases. I, I hmm. cleaned the apartment better than I found it. We painted. I had carpets cleaned. I took pictures, video. I CYA'd, man, uh, left and right. And uh, nothing, nothing, no recourse came from it. Um, 
And what was the last part of the puzzle here? Oh, my God. It was just a mess. It was okay. an absolute mess. We, wow. we, we had a similar Thanks, situation. Uh, well, we, I should say, is my, my brother and I uh, were living in an apartment, uh, basement apartment. Uh, and the the landlord, I mean, Preston, we never saw the landlord. And that meant also, like, repairs were never done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, yeah, th- this was the house where I, I told you the uh, they rented the top part to these party guys. Mm-hmm. And I reversed the door handles on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you want to talk about an absentee landlord, I'm not ever sure that the landlord even saw. It was a residential home that she owned. But, I, I, I mean... After the initial signing, never heard or saw this person again. That's weird. Yep. Uh, hang on. I've got uh, Gary, who's director of property management in Philadelphia and can explain the eviction uh, thing. Please. Hi, Gary. Good morning. Morning, guys. How you doing? Good, bud. So we were, we were just talking about this uh, this particular story. It's out of New York, a woman who is just the neighbor from hell, and they can't evict her. She hasn't paid since April of 2022 causing all kinds of problems, uh, kind of being protected by the COVID relief program, and she's obviously using that to her advantage. Yeah, so we've seen a lot of that, actually, in our industry. We uh, uh, have a number of units, uh, you know, almost a 1,000 units down in Philadelphia, and, you know, we had a lot of people obviously apply for that program, and it was helpful in certain instances. But I have to tell you, the vast majority took advantage of it, I'm afraid, you know. So, Uh, Gary, it's my understanding that a large, there's a tremendous, we're really hurt where uh, people, again, like a residential home where they had a basement apartment, and and they weren't taking in a lot in in revenue from the place, Uh, they got hammered hard, Correct. Yeah, I mean, look, we don't do that kind of a property, but I'm sure okay. they do, you know, because if you have to evict somebody, you have to have a rental license in Philadelphia to uh. go through the process and, 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 you know, have all your ducks in a row, literally. Otherwise, the court doesn't even want to know who you are. You know, but we'll give you an example. We've had people that come in and pay. Like, we have some high-end rentals, you know, that come in their first month, last month, et cetera, and deposits like $20,000 cash up front. Wow. So they'll come in and pay that, and they've got an $8,000 a month rental, and they never pay rent again. <laughs> so after 60 days, you're like, all right, we're starting the process to evict you, and they get to live for free for <sighs> six months to a year because that's how long it takes. That's insane. If wow. I'm paying $8,000 in rent, you can be assured it's not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, I, I'm uh, completely perplexed by your accent. Where are you from? Uh, I'm originally from South Africa, but 20 years in the U.S., and the accent's gone away a little bit. Because <laughs> yeah. If it, if it doesn't, nobody would understand what I said. <laughs> hey, uh, I, one of the things that, that I've never been able to wrap my mind around uh, are the, uh, Gary, are the... Um, uh, squatters' rights and and how some uh, on some occasions people if 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 they can go into a, a, an occupied yeah residence where the people happen to be away and get in there and kind of take over how, uh, that can do you explain any of that? Yeah, again, I don't deal much of that. We had a recent situation where somebody got. Uh, arrested by the feds for drug dealing in one of our properties. Even that was a $4,000 a month rental, and uh, the, the feds arrested him. He actually died, but nonetheless, well, uh, he, got, well, he got shot and died by one of his... Well, so it worked out well. <laughs> uh, Gary, so so on average, what is how long does it take for, say, so a, a landlord has a, a really bad recidivist uh, tenant, how long does it take for a landlord, on average to get that person out of that rental property? 
Probably six months. Six months. Okay, that's actually less than I thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, that's if, you, if you've got all your ducks in a row and you've got an attorney working for you. You know, if it's a homeowner or a, you know, a small investor, you may not have those kind of resources and know how to file and, and right. do all those things for an eviction. So it might take them much longer. And then if they get an attorney, you know, these people are clever. This is almost what they do, some of these people. And, and right. they end up getting an attorney, a court-appointed attorney, which is free as well. Never mind the free rent. Right. And I'm getting a free legal representation in court from the city. Well, let me let me so, go back because I had asked about squatters and I wanted to, to, to yeah. hear an answer about that. So uh, what's the difference between that, uh, a person being a squatter, as opposed to a trespasser? Yeah, so going back to that same unit with a great tenant, he ended up getting kicked out, sublet it without our knowledge to somebody else, and they kind of squatted, and then that subletter led it to somebody else out, and we had the same sort of problem. We had to go through the courts to get them out. That's a nightmare. So, Preston, my friend deals with this a lot. He has a lot of properties, and yes, like trespassing is somebody breaks into the house and... and and lives there. That's trespassing. You can call the police. But okay. the squatter yeah. is there's almost like any connection. Like you were dating a person that lived there. That person moved out. You can stay. But that's squatter's rights okay. because you have like an attachment to the original. And just as Gary's saying, you know, a sublet from a sublet from a sublet from okay. a sublet. It's, it's all legal. Yeah, it just goes through the legal process. Wow. That's that's yeah. nuts, Gary. Is a lot of your uh, time spent working on stuff like this? Well, fortunately, I have a great team underneath me, but yeah, I still got to be involved hands-on on a daily basis. So, you know, on uh, another on another note, there, Gary, uh, do you know of any uh, eight thousand dollar rentals uh, <laughs> up for squatting? <laughs> Not for squatting, okay. uh, but I, I certainly got a couple that I'm, I'm really looking to rent right now. <laughs> eight thousand dollars for rent. All right, Gary, thank you so much for the info. We appreciate it. Yeah, have a good day. Take care. We'll see you later. Yeah, insane. What's the most expensive? I'm trying to think of uh, my rent. I think it's hard. It's been so long since I've rented a place. The last place uh, was Rochelle and I had an apartment in Media. It was considered Media. Right. It was was, uh, Coventry Crossing was the name of it. I'm trying to remember what we paid for that. Do you remember your cheapest rent? Oh, Uh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. 200 bucks a month. Okay. Wow. 200 bucks a month. And it was a big apartment. But what I didn't know about it... Was we were it, it, sex less, was included? We were less than a mile from the prison <laughs> in Jefferson City, and this was the place that the people who just got out of jail would go oh, and stay. And so, big rooms. I'm like, man, these are big. The carpet's old. It's really shaggy and ugly. It's but it's 200 bucks a month. That's perfect Can't for me. That. And look and at this bars on the window. Oh my god, no, it was. It was people who were now out of jail and needed a cheap place to stay before they tried to get back on their feet. And I, I found that out shortly after when all the, you know, yelling and screaming and drunks and uh, craziness. <laughs> That's crazy. I, my, 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 I lived there for a couple I, of years. I, was, I, was, I remember my college rent was 290 bucks. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So I had a $200 deal. Preston, my friend, was going through a divorce. And we were moving out of this house where I never saw the landlord. I was by myself by that time. My brother had moved out. And uh, and he, and it was a basement apartment. In that, it was a basement, right. and that's really what it was. There was no real. It's mildly finished with a little bit of tile, but there was nothing on it. So for two hundred bucks, but it, that was actually a great situation because I knew the guy. I liked the guy. Listen, let me and, get it. And this, this, I'm sorry to interrupt, Casey. This, yeah. this two hundred dollar apartment. Now, mind you, I was finally on my own. This was my first, right. you know, real apartment that I was paying for rent. 
it was like the Taj Mahal. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was outstanding. I had an extra bedroom. I, I was living by myself. I had an extra bedroom. I was on top of the world, man. I'll be in the library if you want. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Where Plenty of room for prisoners. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I need a ruling on this one because um, when uh, my buddy was getting married, he and his soon-to-be wife bought a house, but they couldn't live together. So me and another friend decided to live with him for just a few months. I think it was like eight, nine months before they got married. So um, it was 400 bucks each a month, which I thought was a really, really great rate. But so this guy that, you know, who, who had bought the house, his in-laws friends, they're like property owners, they're property managers. And he kept saying to my buddy, like, you know, you're giving them a deal and, you know, you should be charging them more money, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? Like, I'm actually, you know, so I was like, no, like we're cutting you a deal. Otherwise yeah. you could just be paying the whole mortgage all by yourself. So totally. like, why does this guy keep getting into our business and asking you to charge me more money? I'm like, the other result is like, no, you can just pay the whole mortgage yourself. Yeah. Ruling on this one, Press? Oh, I think you guys were in the right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you were doing this guy a favor. Without yeah. question. And, and this other guy needs to shut yeah. up. Yeah, who was he? Who was the guy that was mouthing off? He was, it was his in-laws friends, right? So he's like, you know, he's a property owner and a property manager. He like owns apartment bills and stuff like that. So he was coming at it from like that angle. And it's like, I don't. Listen, I understand what you're saying. But right. Go to hell. But but, but you're you're live you're offering to live with him was yeah. doing the guy a favor. A favor. He, he needed some help. So we are yeah. essentially cutting his mortgage in half or yeah. more. Yeah. You know? Screw so, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. Go to hell. <laughs> go straight to hell. Yeah. I lived in uh South Central Los Angeles for a little while, and uh, my rent there was... I knew you were always a badass. Yeah? Are you a blood or are you a crip? Uh, I was the white guy hiding in the apartment for... Uh, but it was... Um... He was at, the movie was called Boys with the Head. <laughs> Boys in the Head. Boys with the big head. Boys in the Head. Boys in the Head. Uh, but it was me and three other guys, uh, and it was 125 per person. It was $500 wow. a month for the four of us. It was a... Where was it exactly, Nick? Tiny... It was right off uh, campus from USC, and USC is in South Central uh, LA. Yeah, Crenshaw. Uh, we went up and we went on the roof one night uh, to uh, have some beers and celebrate the new place. <laughs> and uh, saw the helicopters and heard the gunshots. We're like, let's go back down to the apartment. <laughs> Inside, <Wow>. guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, this it was an interesting story of this woman, uh, the neighbor from hell. And they just can't get her out. No, they can't get no. her out because she's uh, protected in in some sense. But I have a feeling something. You know, if she's threatening neighbors and so on, you're you're crossing a line at that point. All right, anyhow, thank you for your calls. I appreciate it. If you didn't get through, I apologize. And thank you for being on hold. Um, I had said at the top of the break that uh, for Steve, will you remind me to, uh, yes. to make this announcement? Preston, uh, you have something you want to talk it's oh, an thank you. I about? Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. Um, so can I get a drum roll, please? Because yeah. we are excited about this. Nick, can you remind me? <laughs> Steve, don't forget. Okay, hey, Preston. Nick, can you remind Go Steve? Ahead. Steve, don't forget. Okay, thank you. All right, so we are excited that it is time to return to our gatherings once again. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for another Preston and Steve sorority party. Yes. The sisters of Zeta Eta Pi are together once again for a little evening out. The best sorority oh, in the world. Without question. We have had by far the best ragers of all yes. sororities in the country. Uh, this party is going to be, actually it's coming up fairly soon, Wednesday, June 15th. It's a rare Wednesday night party we're going to do. And we are headed to Parks Casino in Ben Salem. And we will be at the Liberty Bell Beer Garden. Now we're working on 
a theme. Uh, we're waiting to get some details, and we'll have information on that. Because each one of these parties, we like to have some kind of thing. We had like a painting party one right. time. We had a candle ceremony. All sorts of stuff. Uh, yeah, we've done, we've done a, a variety of things. We Wine had a pinning tasting. party. Yeah. What do we do? Wine tasting. Yeah, so we're, pap smears. we're working on a theme. It's not going to be pap smears, okay. but it will be something else, and we'll let you know when that's available. But nonetheless, we are going to set you up. You get a complimentary first drink at a free happy hour buffet. It is 21 and over ladies only invitation event. If you get on board, you need to bring another uh, female with you. Yes. Uh, and we will uh, do an indoctrination ceremony. If you have not yet become an official member of the President and Steve sorority, we will make sure that happens that night. So it is Wednesday, the 15th, from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Liberty Bell Beer Garden at Park Casino in Ben Salem. Uh, so we can take five callers right now. First five callers, 215-263-WMMR. And we shall gather on that most wonderful of evenings <laughs> to do it once again. And for this hallowed event. Yes, this hallowed event, if the you The online version wasn't as much fun. All right, 215-263-WMMR. We're going to take a break, come back in a second. We'll get to the B-File. And we also have a guest about a cool event that's yes. coming up. Stay right there. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Steven Singer.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. With Clemson Road to 55, 55 northbound heavy Deptford to the 42 freeway. Are we listening to Casey go to the bathroom? I don't know what oh, that is. No, I didn't mute my. No, I was uh, cleaning a spoon, Kath. <laughs> it sounded like you were peeing. Yeah, it no, really sounded like you were peeing into the toilet. I, I thought the exact same thing as Kathy. Oh, Google sure. Expressway eastbound. I apologize. Oh, uh, Belmont. The Boulevard to the Vine westbound is heavy. <laughs> University to south. The Boulevard out to Conshohocken, and the 95 southbound expect volume uh, from Academy to Cotman. This traffic report brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Get Animal Welfare certified. 90% lean ground beef for $5.49 a pound through June 7th while supplies last. Plus, Prime members save an extra 10% restrictions apply. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Um, before we do the bizarre file, ladies and gentlemen, little announcement to make. We are in the presence of greatness. Uh, he is not only the man of the year, he's also won the Fields Medal. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Nick McElwain is the LLS man of the year. You did it! Yeah, well, I mean, I was the head of the campaign, but everybody else did it. I mean, the, the amount of ra- money that was raised was by uh, the listeners of MMR, by <clears throat> people like uh, Rob McElhenney and Caitlin Olson. Uh, Adam McKay uh, contributed. Um, Scotty Hartnell, some really cool people I reached out to said that they would help, and they did. And so uh, we raised um, nearly $70,000 for this campaign. It all goes to Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. That was just my team. Uh, collectively, it was <clears throat> excuse me more than uh, three hundred and sixty thousand dollars last night. So, <clears throat> LLS is a great organization. It's yeah. near and dear to my heart. I'm really, really proud of uh, of the efforts. Uh, thank you so much to the Jackson family. Kara uh, is listening right now. Uh, she and her dad Scott 
brother Ryan and mom uh, Peggy were were uh, there. Scott was uh, Scott's actually right now climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, <clears> so he wasn't able to attend last night. Um, but the, the Jackson family is incredible, and so they were really generous as well. So um, it was a long ten weeks, and I'm really really happy with the results. And it's uh, I'm humbled by all of it. But to raise that much money for an organization like LLS is a fantastic thing. Nice round of applause, Nick Mack, everybody. That's awesome. When uh, is there an event coming up where they will? Bestow the award upon you? Last night. Oh, oh, it was? Yeah, last night was the gala, and so the LLS uh, Man and Woman of the Year Gala. Uh, Also, congrats to Cindy Webster. Cindy uh, works for one of our competitors, and uh, but Cindy's a great person, and uh, she won Woman of the Year last night. So I'm really happy that she was able to do what she did and raise as much money as she did, and uh, just a lot of great people that were nominated, and and, uh, the event last night was a lot of fun. So thanks to LLS uh, for nominating me in the first place, and thanks to you guys for your support and donations. It's a a cool thing. Of course. Tonight, Preston, is the Evictathon. Victathon. <laughs> Troublesome <laughs> tenants. All right, cool. Well, let's get to the bizarre file, then we got to talk some more. Bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Final. Brought this morning by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil that's manufactured on site. Delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets. You can visit mulchthis.com. Well, we'll start with this. It's a story of a hero mom. Mm. Uh, this is a Canadian mother. Or no, I'm sorry, Washington is where it's took place. Washington State. Uh, this woman saved her toddler from a uh, nearby baby black bear, which was walking outside of their house. The mother, named Samantha Martin, weighed in on the scary yet heroic move. She, moved. she said, I was scared and started cursing like a sailor. In the video, you can see her young daughter, Juniper, Walking to the backyard after she spotted the black bear, and she proceeds to start running towards the bear. This is a little girl. Yeah, at a full clip. Yeah, saying, that's a bear. Yeah. Like she's running to it. Goddamn right. Uh, Martin said that after reading an animal book, bears were Juniper's favorite animals. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's a, that's a problem. And she 100% had no clue that things could go, ba- that those things could basically eat her alive. There's another kid that read that book. Uh, sure enough, Martin was able to think quickly enough to run outside, scoop up her daughter, and took her back into safety before you know they could find any mama bear that might have been. Well, around. that's the big threat, yep. obviously. Yep. Whether whether the kids, there's the mama, and the Oof. mama's going to defend that cub, those cubs with all her might. Saved her daughter. Wow. A uh, man, this is terrifying, a man in Laredo, Texas, was arrested after saying he had plans to go human hunting mm. while buying a firearm accessory from an online seller. The Laredo police received information regarding the threat after the online seller contacted police. The seller had used social media to offer a firearm optic or a scope for sale. Upon meeting with the buyer to complete the transaction, the seller told police that the suspect stated his intentions to go human hunting. Police launched an investigation and identified the buyer as 37-year-old Javier Torres. Uh, During a search of Torres' home, uh, officials found several handguns, extended magazines, long rifles, a bulletproof vest, and armor plates, and hundreds of rounds of ammunition. Uh, Torres was arrested on a charge of terroristic threats, and his home was also less than 1,000 feet from an elementary school. So that could have been a tragedy averted right there. Police say that a man is facing multiple felonies after authorities say he attempted to steal a vehicle and then tried to steal a helicopter from the Emporium Barracks in Cameron County, Pennsylvania. First a car, then a helicopter. Yeah. Troopers say on Thursday morning, authorities were dispatched to the barracks for a report of a man identified as 39-year-old Michael Roberto, and he was attempting to steal a pickup truck from the parking lot. Investigators say Roberto had left the barracks prior to troopers arriving on scene, and they say at the same time, a helicopter 
was landing at the barracks, and troopers say that they witnessed Roberto sprinting towards the aircraft. You're in that helicopter, <laughs> and you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist, and I'm after you, buddy. That's him running towards yeah, the helicopter, yeah. screaming all that. Authorities say Roberto attempted to access the cockpit of the helicopter, but was kept away by the pilot, whom police said had a had to hold the door shut to prevent him from getting inside. This is the chopper! Police said Roberto was taken into custody <laughs> with drug paraphernalia found on his person. Troopers also noted that Roberto appeared to be intoxicated at the time. He's being housed in the county jail on $50,000 bail. That could have gone so bad. Uh, a California woman who punched a Southwest Airlines flight attendant in the face during a flight, hmm. breaking her teeth. Oh, my God. Has been sentenced to 15 months in federal prison. Uh, Viviana Quinones was ordered to pay nearly $26,000 in restitution and a $7,500 fine for the assault on the Southwest flight uh, between Sacramento and San Diego. Quinones is prohibited from flying for three years. She has to be on supervised release and must participate in anger management classes or counseling. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Last year, she pleaded guilty to one count of interference with a flight crew and attendant, admitting that she punched the flight attendant in the face and head with a closed fist and grabbed her hair. And there's video of it, too, by the way. Uh, during the flight's final descent, the attendant had asked Quinones to buckle her seatbelt, store her tray table down, and put her face mask on private, uh, properly. Instead, Canones began recording the attendant on her cell phone, pushed her, then stood up and punched her in the face and grabbed her hair before other passengers intervened. Uh, the plea agreement said that the flight attendant suffered three chipped teeth, two of which needed crowns, uh. along with bruises and a cut under her left eye that needed stitches. So it's another psycho on the plane. And then we'll do another story. Uh, let's go. Oh, this is terrible, man. Authorities in Virginia identified two women missing on Tuesday after a group of people in rafts and on paddle boards went over the Bosher Dam oh, no. on the James River a day earlier. Twelve people were involved in the accident Monday afternoon. The dam has a 12-foot drop, and the water levels had been high. Uh, images of the search, uh, search show the river seemingly placid above the dam but roiling below with some of the group's paddle boards and inflatable rafts caught in the currents below the rush of water. One of them managed to reach a nearby house for help. Kayakers in the area helped rescue nine more. Uh, but the police said that two women were unaccounted for despite a very thorough search. Crews searched for two women until dusk, and the search resumed on Tuesday. Police say that they have worked with friends and families of Lauren E. Winstead and Sarah E. Airway. Uh, police warned that the river is at dangerous levels in some areas. Yeah. And anyone entering the river should be extremely cautious. Wow. I think it was like nine feet over limit. And where those rafts were, it was a um, it was like a constant, like a, like a dishwasher almost. It kept turning over in the same spot. Yeah, it's like uh, over by the art museum. Exactly. That spillway. Yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll see like big branches get stuck there. Right. And there's this, this uh, hydro uh, thing that happens. And it keeps stuff in place, and you can go under and stay under, and it's uh, it's terrible. So, all right, there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, we have a guest we're going to talk to. Hey. He's joined us on many occasions to talk about this very event. It is the CF Charities Supercar Show, which is going to be Saturday at the Wells Fargo Center at 10 a.m. And these are the badass exotic supercars, muscle cars, street rods, all that stuff, the really high-energy stuff. Uh, please welcome our friend, Mr. Larry Kaplan, yeah. to the show this morning. Yo, Larry. 
Hey, guys, always fun to follow the Bizarre Files. <laughs> always, always. Uh, good to have you on. Good that this uh, event is taking place. And um, had, did this have to take a pause uh, during COVID, or did you guys keep going, Larry? No, no, we took a pause. Okay. It was, um, you know, it, it, we just didn't want to get anybody sick, and we sure. thought it was probably best that we take a break. So even though it's an outdoor event, it's still one of these things where at the time nobody really knew what the risk was. So we weren't going to put people at risk in the middle of this. So, gotcha. so we, yeah, we're, we're, but we're back. We are certainly back. So you've got over, over 500 vehicles, uh, this year, and this will be the 10th year. Uh, oh, the way, anniversary. This, this is happening. Yeah. Um, and what, what are some of the things that you're excited about, uh, to see and to show, uh, this year, Larry? Well, this year, I mean, we've got the drive that starts at about eight, eight thirty in the morning. So we'll have 200 cars going through the city. We'll shut the streets down. Basically, uh, we'll run down Broad Street over the parkway. This year, we added Kelly Drive to it, so we'll run Kelly Drive and then through the through Fairmount Park on that side, um, back to the Art Museum, and then back down to the Wells Fargo Center. So if you want to see the cars actually moving and, um, and hear them and the, all of that running through the city, that's the time to do that. Um, but we've got a you know, there's always an incredible list of cars that are there that are some of the fastest cars in the world. Throw out, throw out so some of the, throw out some of the, the sexy names. Yeah. What, what, what are some of those badass vehicles? Oh, there's Bugattis and Lamborghinis and McLarens and Ferraris. And um, then there's the really, really crazy stuff like SSC and um, Mosler and Salines and things like that that are, you know, the world record cars and stuff. Wow. Um, hey, Larry, what, yeah, what, about, just, what about the, uh, the, the high-end racing electric uh, vehicles that are out there now? Yeah, they don't make any noise. <laughs> yeah, not as fun. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, you know, you got to understand something. I race cars, and I, you know, I just got done doing another 295 mile an hour run. So I'm, I'm, uh, the whole visceral feel of it's kind of tied into my being. I so got it. No, to, yeah, that to makes get sense. Excited about you know a hair dryer going down the road. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, man. What uh, are, are any of your personal vehicles uh, featured in this? I would imagine, right? Always, pal. Always, yeah. always. Um, you know, I've got I've got sort of this really crazy um, collection of American supercars that is pretty rare. So I have some one of ones and one of threes and you know one of fifteens, that kind of thing. Now it's like you're uh, you know asking what what your favorite child is, but uh, do you have one that uh, that kind of really catches your fancy? Yeah, well, there's two answers to that question. One is whatever the next one is, I'm getting. Right. And the the uh, the other one is whatever I have, you know, whatever I I want to do, it changes. So they're they're all kind. They all have a personality. Um, one of them, I'm pretty convinced, wants to try and kill me. You know, other ones are are a lot more a lot more sedate. But uh, now they really vary depending on depending on what I'm doing. I think I'm going to take the SSC Ultimate Arrow through the city this time, which is kind of a cool car because I think there's only three of them in the country. Hey, so. so so CF Charities, uh, this is what the uh, benefits from this uh, this event. Can you tell people who are not familiar with CF Charities what that uh, organization yeah, is? Yeah, absolutely. Like Friday, Friday night, tomorrow night, we're going to give out 21 scholarships to Philadelphia school kids. Um, you know, a lot of these are kids that, that uh, well, some of them wouldn't be going to college but for these scholarships. Okay. Um, you know, so, and then... Um, they're they're nominated by um, counselors or teachers or coaches, um, and this year we're it's been expanded all the way through the entire city. So it's not just public school kids; it's charter school kids as well as Catholic school kids. Um, 
So we have we have everybody involved in it. Uh, we also bring health care to students in the public schools, primarily dental and vision, and um, to kids who don't have access to it or easy access to it. And then we have the training programs inside the schools for kids to get trained in healthcare. So they get trained as medical techs, pharmacy techs, dental assistants, and whatnot. And then we, of course, give them scholarships to go on into professional school or college so they can be healthcare professionals and, okay. and be part of the solution for cool. access to care. So it's great. So it's sort of this, it's, you know, it's all local, it's all. Um, great support, and uh, you know, we certainly appreciate the heck out of you guys getting the word out because, um, we, you know, we want the more attendance and the more cars that are there, the better it is every year. Well, aside from the the charity, three great things. Uh, number one, tickets are only five bucks if you order them online. Parking is free, and the weather is going to be fantastic. <laughs> Uh, for this event on Saturday, so this is excellent, man. Hey, Larry. By yeah, the way, yeah. I'm, I'm curious if, if at these events, do um, do any of these cars exchange hands, or yeah. anybody, any of these guys buying cars from each other when they get to see them in person? You know, it's funny. Um, there's conversations that always get started there, and uh, usually it turns into, "No, you can't buy mine, but I can help you find another one." Right. <laughs> um, you know, um, but. Uh, but no, it's, it, you know, it, uh, the, one of the beauties of this is the car community is incredibly philanthropic. Yeah. I mean, they're just a great group of people that really, um, are giving. And, uh, I mean, you know, look, I let people sit in my cars and, and I'll invariably like take somebody from the crowd and say, come on, get in. We're going for the drive. You want to go with me? Jump in the passenger seat. Wow. Um, so, my son I, sat yeah, in one of your cars, and I was like, don't touch anything when you get in there. <laughs> Literally, like, don't touch anything. <laughs> hey, Kathy, how you doing? Um, it, yeah, you know, I, I, uh, one of these days I'll get one of you guys out there. I, I have the fastest car in the world. It won't be at this event, um, but I, I set the world record of the fastest car in the world um, and then actually just ran it a couple weeks ago to – so I'm going to break 300 miles an hour in that car. But one of these times when when I uh, when I have Pause. That 300. 300 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, I did 295 the other day. What so, what what? Which one is this? What vehicle is this, Larry? This is called the SSC Twitara. So it's um yeah if you if you just it's you a Prius. My name in or yeah. world record or any of that crap. It'll come or any of that. It'll come up. Where where do um, you get yeah, 300 miles an hour? Like where do you race it? 676. <laughs> I was yeah I was. I was on the space shuttle runway down yeah. Cape Canaveral. Oh, man. Oh, Whoa. Geez. Why didn't you just take it up while you're doing that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, what's that? Yeah. Should've... Well, you know, the idea is to keep it on the ground. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, trying, you're trying not to take off. Um, but, yeah, there's always interesting stuff that goes on. I was still breaking the wheels loose at 280 miles an hour. Oh, how God. long are you at 295, if that's what you reached? How long are you at that speed? Oh, instantaneously. I got to get back down to get stopped before I run out of runway. Okay. I, I um, you know, I was coming up on the grass pretty quick this time and uh, had to make a decision as to whether I was going to make this turn or not. So it was, yeah, it got a little sketchy at the end. But, um, but yeah, you get there and get down. I mean, I, I reach, I'm at 250 miles an hour in less than 20 seconds. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a huge. Hey, okay, so so I've got a I, I have a couple of questions about this. When when you when you run a vehicle to that length, how many parts need to be replaced after you get going like that? Yeah, it depends on my day. Um, it you know usually the idea is to re, to set the world record. You have to go down the runway and 
set your speed, and then turn around and within an hour go back the other way okay. and do it again. Okay. Because, you know, you could have a tailwind or yep. somebody could be cheating and going downhill. Yep. Um, so, so you have to average the two. And a year ago, I, I broke the world record at like 282 miles an hour, 283 miles an hour. And now I just hit 295, and now we're dialing it in so that I can get this bugger over 300 um, and do a – an over 300 <laughs> setup, you know, it's awesome because it'll be, the, it'll be the first time that any streetcar has ever, um, Hit 300. has ever set that. Well, yeah, I have the record right now, but yeah. I, but I want to break my own record. Yeah. Get, yeah. Well, you want, and you want to hit that magic number. I would imagine at three. Exactly. I actually, I really want to hit 500 kilometers an hour, which is like three eleven. Okay. All right. Any desire to run one yeah. of those, uh, like, uh, in the, in the, uh, Bonneville salt flats, the rocket, uh, cars. You know, no, well, those don't, they, yeah, they're not street cars. So yeah. this is, this is a class of cars where somebody could literally order this car yep. and buy it and drive it around on the street. It's completely street legal. Right. Um, you know, so, yeah, there's always modified cars. I mean, I think the fastest one did 700 or 800 miles an hour or something. It's basically a rocket that they, you know, yeah. that they um, run on the salt flats out there. But uh, this is this is harder it's different, yes. but it's really hard because I have such a short distance to do it. And because I mean, I've got to get this. And the, the, the kids are in the back fighting and all that. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a distraction. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's insane. Yeah, no, I've, only got, I've only got a couple miles to get to 300 miles an hour. That's amazing. Well, yeah. All right, so so this the SEC uh, Totora is going to be at this event. People can see this car. No, oh, no. Will, this car will not be at the. Uh, unfortunately, okay. I had I sent it back up to the manufacturer so we can dial it in. Okay, so I can get back down get there and make that run right away. So it, it won't be here for this one, unfortunately. But its little brother, the Ultimate Era, which used to be the world record car, um, will be there. That's the one I'm going to drive through the. Through the city. Okay, it's, right. it's 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 the the, the the price of admission is so low, and it's you're going to see stuff you will not yeah. see anywhere else. You got to go. Yeah, ten bucks at the gate if you show up, and parking is free. And it's at the uh, uh, this weekend. By yeah. the way, it's going to be on uh, Saturday, ten a.m. at the Wells Fargo Center. What time do you guys go till, Larry? We, we you know we we run till two, but my suggestion is don't wait till ten o'clock to get there. Get there earlier because we're doing the drive. Yeah, watch them roll in when. When we yeah, when we roll back in from that drive, so come in by by nine. Okay. And honestly, by noon, if it's sunny and hot, people are starting to feel like they want to get out off the parking lot because okay. we're at the Wells Fargo Center. Yeah. Um, we also have VIP tickets for people who want to um, get into the Xfinity Live, and then there's free food and the bars there. And we have we have a battle of bands Friday night, so um, so the winner of that is actually going to be playing at the at the show the whole time too so there's live music there's food there's everything and cool. it's, you know family of four comes in for five for twenty dollars so that's, it's crazy that's great all right so you can go to cfcharities.org if you want to order those uh, tickets online or get them at the gate 10 bucks there all right larry uh, uh best of luck uh hope you uh, get hit that number 300 let us know if that happens and uh have a great event this weekend all right Thanks, guys. Have a great, great weekend, and I'll catch up with you next time. You got it. CF Charity Supercar Show. That is Larry Kaplan. Wow. Could you even imagine? No. I've been, what, (laughs) when I went to the NASCAR drive-along? Yeah, I did like 160. Yeah, yeah, in that general range. And that's pretty scary. Yeah. 
300 miles an hour. He was so nonchalant about it, too. He's like, yeah, we got it up to around 300 miles an hour. I have, I have a friend who had a race team, and yeah. he's got badass cars, and he talks about it like that, too, Nick. He would do these 24-hour races where they're hitting ridiculous speeds, and it's like, yeah, we just bought uh-huh. about this and that, you know? Mm. It's a different Kathy, breed. Have you ever been a clocked driving to Target? That fast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, was there a target at the end of the runway? <laughs> All right. Well, listen, we do need to take a break. Uh, Marissa, we have movie passes. Give me uh-huh. some of them. Give me some of them. I want to give these away. We have a screening coming up next week, next Tuesday, of Hustle. All right, this is the Adam Sandler flick in Philadelphia. Nice. Filmed all over town. And we have a screening of this. And this is going to be uh, Tuesday, June 7th, 7 p.m. at the Philadelphia Film Center. And if you would like to go, uh, be caller number 10 and 11 at 215-263-WMMR. It's streaming on Netflix on June 8th, but we'll get you in to see the special screening of this event. It's great. It's called Hustle Stars Adam Sandler, and it takes place in Philly. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. MMR is proud to announce another Bam Bam Jam. With Tom Kiefer from Cinderella. This is Tracy Guns. This is Phil Lewis from LA Guns. This is Jamie from Boston Pussycat. And of course, your host. That skinny bastard that used to steal pizza out of my apartment. My buddy. Jackie Bam Bam. Jackie Bam Bam. Be there Saturday, June 4th at the Keswick Theater in Glenside, PA. Check WMMR.com for details. We've also stuffed Jackie's prize coffin with free tickets. So listen weeknights to grab them. It's a Bam Bam Jam Gone Glam from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We'll find out tomorrow who the coolest teacher at Pope John Paul High School is in Rofo. They are up for the uh, text run here, so just text word teacher if you go to Pope John Paul. 39333 tomorrow morning. We'll find out who the next one is and award that. Uh, in the meantime, I saw the story I want to talk about. Man... The last Howard Johnson's restaurant closed. And while I had no intention of ever going there, <laughs> I was a little bummed out to hear that. Well, my wife's first job was ice cream at Howard Johnson's. Yeah. And we used, we stayed at Howard Johnson's a, a couple of times when it was the restaurant connected to the hotel. Yep, they had that for a little while. Right. And, yep. uh, and I always remember their ice cream. So to me, it was like, um, it was friendlies before friendlies, you yeah. know? Okay, so all right, I was not, I was going to say this is not affecting me one way or the other because I don't even know what it is. Is it a restaurant or is it a hotel? Yeah, so it was a little bit of both. So it has an interesting history. And, and by the way, if you knew it as Hojo, that's what I called it. Then you've been around Hojo's. for a while. Yeah, yeah. that's the, yeah, the Hojo's, the hipsters. Uh, at one time, it was the largest restaurant chain in America, Kathy. Okay, so more restaurant than hotel. Yes, more restaurant okay. than hotel. But but they did have some hotel slash restaurants, and I. I didn't stay at one, but uh, at uh, Lake of the Ozarks, when our band would play down there, we stayed at a tiny, crappy hotel right across from the Howard Johnson's. <laughs> and you dreamed. And we you would, would go, the- well, we would go over there and eat. We oh, would go over there and move. eat at the restaurant. Yes. And I liked the restaurant. Again, it, it was uh, to like a, a, a decent level. They yep. were headquartered um, in Parsippany, New Jersey. Uh, yeah, that is correct. Casey? Uh, it's a major, major part of my uh, childhood growing up. That was like a treat for us to go to Howard Johnson's. Uh, it was uh, right on Route 1 where th- Route 1 and 320 meet. It's It has been a thousand restaurants since then, and I think it's com- uh, completely closed down now. But I remember peppermint stick ice cream. <laughs> yeah. 
I've never had it anywhere since. Huh. Uh, it was uh, Hojo was uh, Howard Johnson was the only place I ever remember getting peppermint stick ice cream. Right. They, were, they were known for some unique flavors. I, yes. I remember we used to go get. You would just go to the to the restaurant, Kathy, um, and and friendlies will do this now too. They're very similar and get your ice cream directly from the restaurant. Okay, but what is closing? Because I'm on their website and you can still book a room. So the last one, well, is it the, restaurant. The the last uh, restaurant. Uh, in Lake George, New York. Okay. It only had sporadically been open since March, and uh, it now closed the restaurant chain uh, that those on summer road trips would remember. And it's almost exactly 100 years after it was founded. Uh, it was the first and for a time uh, only for the only franchise restaurant chain in the United States. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Hojo's. Uh, so Howard Johnson's chain had, had been having some problems for years. Uh, then one after another started closing its doors and it shut down. But at one time, it boasted more than a 1,000 restaurants sprinkled around America. Wow. The very first one opened in 1925 in Quincy, Massachusetts, just outside of Boston. Uh, its ice cream was famous for using butter fat. Yeah. And it was so popular that Howard Deering Johnson opened up an adjacent ice cream stand, and legend has it that he sold 14,000 cones a day for a time. Uh, by the mid-1930s, uh, Howard jo- Johnson's restaurant, known as Hojo's, started expanding into franchise agreements. Um, so you got to remember McDonald's, Applebee's, Burger King, none of those uh, existed at the time, and they wouldn't for a couple more decades. Uh, the Howard Johnson's chain became part of America, a staple of highway landscapes. Yes. Uh, the Its consistent orange roofs, cupolas, and weather vane on top were like a beacon for motorists. And it was one of those places, like, if you saw it, you're like, oh, we got to go there. You could see it way out ahead. There are a lot of places like that, you know, that that used to be the thing. The design was really, Oh, it's know, like Stuckey's. Stuckey's was like the same. Like, if you saw you could yeah. see it had that big... Oh yellow sign and you couldn't miss it. I'm in the mood for some heartburn. We gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. But like, how does a place like that just uh, stop, like, having a a decent product? Well, they, they, is that even, they sort of fall out of favor and and I'm sure the the COVID didn't help, uh, you know, with the whole deal. Well, and do they they change? Did they upgrade? Do you know what I mean? They they gotta go with the times and it doesn't seem as though they did and that's probably why. Well, they did for a while. I mean, they they really started to, and and up until, well, I'll I'll give you the full history. They got a little sexier for a while, Press the place is called Look at Our Johnsons. Oh my and, god! And, uh, <laughs> very big Johnsons. Yeah, uh, there was a place uh, in Delaware, and I'm, I'm I'm not sure that my memory is 100 percent accurate, but I, I would like the listeners to help me. There's a, um, a Harley Davidson dealership, and I believe a Howard Johnsons was attached to that, and it was a small. Like a small version of a Howard Johnson, that huh. was sort of like in the small back. Johnsons. Uh, it was a small Johnson. Yeah, in the back of uh, where the Harley De- Davidson dealership was, <laughs> right by uh, the bridge that connects New Jersey and Delaware. Okay, so part of what I'm saying is accurate, and part of it is not, and I okay. want to know which part which is part's right. accurate. Yes. Right. If anybody knows, help Nick, 215-263-WMMR. Man of the year, need your help. <laughs> Thank you, yes. Uh, I thought you were going to talk about Bob's Big Boy. Because that's, oh, that's yeah. my association oh. with, like, a Hojo's. Bob's totally. Big Boy would be yes. very similar yep. to a Hojo's. There yep. used to be one right on, is that Lancaster Avenue? Right where Radnor Rolls used to be. Yeah. Um, that became something. Uh, did it where be- I grew up, they were called Shoney's. They was the same oh. company? Same, exact same with the same logo, the big Bob's Big Boy guy yeah. and everything. It was okay. called Shoney's. They combined yeah. it was Bob's Big Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Bob's <laughs> Big Johnson. Very different statue on top of that. It was a restaurant, yeah. Just huge sort of 
It, it was weird. It almost looked like the head of a, it like a, a missile or yeah, something. something. Yeah, yeah. All right, so here, here's some more of the history of Howard Johnson's. Most franchises were purchased by mom-and-pop operations, though, exact, uh, though each restaurant looked the same. Uh, their service was unique partially due to that family's ownership. As for the fair... It started with hot dogs, hamburgers, and various sandwiches, not to mention ice cream for dessert. Yeah. But even then, unusual offerings like peanut butter and bacon, toasted fried clam rolls, and <laughs> sardine sandwiches added variety. Oh, I remember my, my so my wife, oh, yeah. my wife got the, it was the, the, the big job. She, they, they made her, I think the, the fish fryer. Oh. So you, you know, and her her sister got her the job. So that a lot of families, and at least at the ones that were on Long Island, would sort of work their way through working, uh, you know, the the counter at uh, Hojo's. And they had the split top uh, hot dog roll, right? Yeah, uh, it was a New England style. Bun. Okay, yeah. And press, it's it's weird, you know, saying what you were just saying, like I, you know, with sardine sandwiches. How does a place like that go out of business? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so with the construction of the, the PA Turnpike, New Jersey Turnpike, and Ohio Turnpike after World War II, a new opportunity to bring Hojo's to travelers helped uh, the franchise explode, strategically locating them at gas station turnoffs. We want to bring split hot dog rolls to every man, woman, and child. Uh, meant instant on and off convenience. So they were really some of the first kind of fast foodie. I mean, even though they didn't have drive throughs it was quick. You saw it right there at the exit, and you could pop off, eat, and get right yeah. back Do you on. have a good feeling? I mean, Listen, was it the greatest food? No, but no. I loved eating there. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, oh my God, you know what I just thought of? A, a restaurant. Did you lose your virginity there? No, 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 no. This is a totally different restaurant chain that was kind of like this. Had a very controversial name to it. Which was? Sambo's. Sambo's. Oh. You remember I Sambos? do remember that. Why is that controversial? Because uh, there was a story it's called the Little Black little Sambo. Black Sambo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and it yeah, was. I remember that book. But it was another one of these type of restaurants. And uh, and I just remember this going as a kid uh, to those restaurants. So anyhow. It was next to Drunken Irish. <laughs> well, here's the deal. Like in 30 years from now, 20 years from now, there's going to be a restaurant that we all love right now. Yeah. Some sort of fast casual that is going to be on its way out. And, and that journey starts like right now. Like Howard Johnson's <laughs> could still be around if they just paid attention to the trends that were going they, on. You, look, know you I mean? look at a place like like Perkins or whatever. They, they, they sort of come and go. I think I think right now the the trend is in um, I forget the exact t- term for it where you don't get dressed up but you you have a seated dinner fast casual fast casual, fast casual maybe yeah. Hojo's was not. Hojo's was between. It was a little more than that. Yeah, just a but little bit more like, than that. Like Panera, like friendly, like, Panera like, is like exactly. Big thing right now, right? I, I like, keep. It's, it's, I, go ahead, Gase. No, I was going to say, like, is is Panera? You know, is is that going to be the Howard Johnson of thirty years well, right now? Panera's like, food line is 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 different. Um, it could be uh, Howard I, Johnson's. Well, on- Howard Johnson's had uh, tables and a counter. Yes, it was like one of the almost like a diner type. And of you'd, thing. you'd always have to yeah. if you. Yeah, I was. I remember as a kid, I always wanted to eat at the counter. I loved eating at yeah, the counter. Yeah. But that's the case if they change with what you know, with what the community wants, or, or you know what we're looking for, then they could probably keep going. I, I still think that Howard Johnson's didn't change with the times. But how is like Waffle House still so successful? Because they're and so Howard cutting Johnson's, edge, <laughs> right? Like no, Waffle House hasn't changed, but it's kitschy and it's trendy and it's cult-like. Well, this is why so many... Re- it's so hard to run a restaurant, yeah. to run a restaurant chain, to have a successful one. I think w- Waffles is such a focused thing, and Howard Johnson's was 
mostly known for the ice cream. Mm-hmm. And then the gen- what was the, what was the big attraction in the regular food at Hojo's? I don't a remember. Good question. Yeah, I, I remember getting like chili dogs. Okay, that would be kind of my thing. But um, I don't know. Another restaurant chain, which I wish would there would be more around here, is uh, Steak and Shake. Kind of reminds yeah. me of this a little bit. Only I think Howard Johnson's had a little bit more. Anyway, let me get back to the history. Of Howard Johnson <laughs> yeah. in 1954 it opened its first Motor Lodge, Kathy. So there this is go. the one with the hotel. Okay. Uh, but this was also around the same time that McDonald's began franchising its drive-ins. If the rest of every man, woman, and child after their split hot dog grow and grab a quickie. <laughs> if the restaurant turn-off model didn't get most road trippers, having a place to sleep for the night did. Uh, these motel chains became another staple of American highways. In fact, uh, this part of the Howard Johnson's company still exists. There you go, Kathy. Okay. I will tell you this. My memories. Now owned by Wyndham, Wyndham. Hotel. There you yeah. go. I, my memories of the Howard Johnson's, we didn't do motor lodges a lot. But when we did, they were um, they were clean. They were well-maintained. Uh, I don't know. I guess maybe they were all franchises. But the, the quality was up there, certainly for a motel. Motels tend to be... Not as good, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. great. Uh, hang on, let me go to Lane here. Hi, Lane. Good morning. Hey, it's uh, it's actually Wayne. Oh, Wayne, right. what's up, buddy? <laughs> hey, I was just going to let Nick know about the rest stop at the base of the bridge, man. Um, it's actually all gone. They took the dealership out uh, about 10 years ago, and the Howard Johnson's went out years before They took that. the Harley-Davidson dealership out was of there? Was it a Barb's? Oh, yeah. Um, you no. Mike Mike's? Famous, then, Mike's. Then it went to Rommel, and then Rommel moved out of there. Yeah. The, the German general? 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 No. <laughs> okay. Did I say the knuckles? His hot dog roll needs a slice and some <laughs> yeah, so now apparently a bunch of people are texting in that now it's like a, uh, a Starbucks and they, they raised most of the stuff that was there, the Howard Johnson's that was there at one point, which is, I guess, what they built the um, motorcycle motorcycle dealership around. All of that is gone. It, it's a Royal Farms and a Starbucks. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's, a, that's the only thing there. I, I grew up in a neighborhood right behind it, so you know, we used to ride our bicycles down there and when the Howard Johnsons went out, you know, it was, it was pretty sad, you know, busted windows and then... It you know, sucks, because it, it's like, that's such a formative part of your, you know, yeah. your, your childhood. And it was right at the base of the bridge, so if Thanks, you were driving man. any point, like, past Delaware or New Jersey, like, connecting and, you know, going to the beaches or whatever, that you drive past it every single okay. time. People are texting in about some other places. Now I'm getting sentimental about, like, yeah. Denny's so and Ponderosa. Ponderosa! Friendlies. Uh, fr- yeah, Friendlies. So, Sizzler. Um, Bennigan's. Um, yeah, ground round, ground round. Is there do, still a ground round in Westchester? Steve, the first comedy show I ever saw stand up comedy was at a ground round in King of Prussia. Nick, I played about twenty stand up <laughs> comedy shows at ground rounds uh, when they were in the, the big comedy boom. The thing with the ground round that was so cool is you could throw your peanuts, peanuts uh-huh. on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. You could defecate in the potted plant. Oh my like, god! In the foyer, that's yeah, my, well, I just my, assumed you could. I no one actually said it. My case? Howard Johnson's turned into a ground round. That's the okay. There was, a, there was a ground round right up. I believe there was here right as you on presidential. Wait. So, sorry, but. ground round grill and bar uh, was founded by Howard Johnson. What? Oh. Oh. Is this right? Is this? Yeah, it is. Okay, it's a casual dining restaurant. Were they expanded? Maybe that, that was in 1969. If Casey's saying that his Howard Johnson's turned into a ground round, this was their attempt. 
to at save trying it. to big save Harry it. Big Harry Johnson. There you oh. go. And they just created another chain big, that Steve, went on Big there. Round Johnsons. And Preston, I think that ground round in Westchester turned into something else. It might be a Nick's roast beef. I don't think it's the Pika's. But... It's a low main place called Big Vaney Johnson. Wow. <laughs> there are still some friendlies, though. Yeah, the, yeah, there's the, one in the Springfield Mall. Is there one on uh, Germantown, or is there, that one gone? No, that's still there. Okay. So Ponderosa, if I remember correctly, so Preston, we used to have, um, so the first McDonald's that we ever went to as, as uh, a family, which was right after church, so I always figured Jesus in some way loved hamburgers. Mm. So we would go, and, and uh, right across the parking lot was the Ponderosa. So uh, and uh, and I remember the thing that was one of those classic menu styles where you would take the little uh, plastic number mm-hmm. and and it, they would bring all the food to your table. Yep. Right, that, that's how it was yep. laid out. Yeah, uh, I totally remember that. Yep. All right. So with the you know they they started doing the motor lodge, but with the new fast food restaurants, they began revolutionizing. Uh, the American travel landscape, cheaper food meant that uh, to stay competitive, Howard Johnson's had to cut back on its premium ingredients. So uh, by the early 19- it be a boon for prostitution. But but the early 1970s, the chain peaked with over a thousand restaurants and over 500 motor lodges. That's a, that's amazing. Yeah, in 1979, the company accepted a 650 million dollar offer to sell. Uh, soon, many restaurants started closing due to poor performance. Uh, in 1989, it was sold again, marked by closing franchises and ownership changes. Marriott Corporation began buying up locations in the early 1980s for the valuable land most occupied. And from there, it was all downhill. So it, it had been deteriorating since the 1980s. So you just said one of the things that I think is the key to any um, franchise or chain of restaurants. Um, and if they have a, a the consistency across all of them. The last thing, oh, yeah. like, if you like a dish somewhere, yep. you want to know you're going to go into the another location and get it that exact way. Yep. And when they when they start to deviate from that, that's when they'll fail. Well, I've said this before. And if you ever see the uh, the the Ray Kroc movie, yes, uh, what was it? The name founder, of? yeah, Crocker the founder, Crack. yeah. And his his whole philosophy was that that it needs to be the same at every one of these. Right. And what he did is initially when he started trying to get people to invest and, and be franchisees, he went to. Uh, people who had money, rich people, and then he realized that they were just kind of doing it half-assed because it was just kind of a side thing for them. Right, right. And he changed his uh, his uh, strategy by going to people who were going to invest their nut, right? And this, and they were going to make sure that they did it the right way because they so had he, everything riding on. Yeah, it. they had everything riding right. on it, and of course, it exploded and became what it is. But it was that philosophy of everything needs to be done consistently at each one of these locations, and it ended up working out. Casey, I have some bad news for you. The friendlies at the Springfield Mall has been closed. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it's not going to reopen. Apparently, it closed uh, oh. after COVID at some point and will not reopen. And the friendlies on I think Henry Avenue. Cl- cl- there was one. oh yeah, that one's gone. And That's gone for a while. That, that was... I like that one. <laughs> hey, by the way, real quick, we had mentioned Ponderosa. What was the name of the of the steak place where people were fighting over the steak? Oh, oh, Golden, uh, Golden Corral. Golden Corral. The Golden Corral. Corral. Yeah, that was it. It yeah. was uh, when you couldn't afford Ponderosa. Go to Golden <laughs> Corral. Yeah, this, the slogan was, come for the steak, stay for the brawl. Uh-huh. And there was... Oh, my God, that was so funny. Like, throwing... 
chairs. Throwing chairs and <laughs> yeah. right. high chairs. That was the best. And we had heard that this is kind of reg- like a regular that location. They fights secu- at that location. They and have what security was, guards. Well, what they said is also the way that you collect up your food after mm-hmm. your the ordering system uh, agitates people participating in it. So that's the big problem. Well, yeah, because some people want their steaks well done, yeah. but they want it before the steaks that are rare, and that's not how steak works. Right. Uh, man, somebody texted and said, you know, I'd mentioned Steak and Shake, and, you know, they had had opened a couple around here, five between Harrisburg and Norristown. Somebody texted, and there was one in Audubon. They're all closed. Oh, man. Already? That sucks. That sucks. Yeah, there's only 15 ground round locations left, and none in our area. The closest okay. is Brookhaven, oh. New York. All right, so in uh, in 1970, well, in the 1980s, things started going downhill for the Hojos, uh, though uh, this last Tower Johnson standing had the name. It was actually an old franchise that had been turned into, quote, the Lake George Family Restaurant in 2015. When the lease transferred to a new owner, he chose to call it Howard Johnson's, uh, but its only connection to the chain was the name. It had no direct link to the infamous <laughs> Orange Roof restaurants. Still, it was the last restaurant with that iconic name. So it was kind of, sort of, the last ever, Tower Johnson's. Do you remember when, like, you were growing up in, in your town, you'd have a place that used to be a fast food place, and the building would stay the same, and another, yeah. like, so it'd be oh, yeah. like 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 a, like a, a, a Natto Bell, you know, uh, yeah. instead of a Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. Well... You, you know, yeah, you see a whole bunch of Wawa's that are like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like clearly that was a Wawa. Casey, there, there's an Instagram account for, and I think it's called formerly a Wawa, and it's all <laughs> of those buildings, <laughs> and they, they look still very much like a Wawa. Because they stopped that design as a model. Exactly, they, they, yeah. they Really, yeah. most of them now are, are uh, oh, Preston, I forgot to mention to you. What? You know, I, I've mentioned the plight of my Germantown Wawa. Which is, um, you know, it's it's not designed well, and it's it's really old. It's one of the last of the standalones. A massive remodel is taking place. Oh. However, I don't think they're doing my idea, which was to turn it around and and make it larger. But a uh, massive refurb, and I believe they heard me mention it and decided to go. Ahead. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that's my dead. guess. You were the motivation. I'm hoping. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, this is just kind of an end to an era, and it's it's always sad to see something it like is. that happen, especially when. Uh, uh, FDR was behind it like he was, wanting to get all those split... Lit hot dog rolls and a place for hookers to do their business. <laughs> That's the future yes. of yeah. America, ladies and gentlemen. All right, uh, there are a lot of people texting in that there are a number of friendlies that are still around. All right. Uh, but they're they're here and there, so um, and you gotta, you, you'd have to look that up with the things. So if you're looking for a subpar grilled cheese. <laughs> I like, subpar grilled cheese? I yeah. will tell you this, I, I know... Friendlies, what I liked about uh, like about the burgers and stuff is that they they butter the the roll, the bread, mm-hmm. a little bit of butter. That's good. That uh, add some love to it. Kind of <laughs> All right, uh, we need to take a break. Uh, we're going to do that. We'll be back in just a moment. Uh, don't forget, we'll ask a lesson question a little bit later on. So make sure you're paying attention, and we will return shortly. Oh, I had that backwards. And now the commercials. on ninety WMMR. It's time to roll up your sleeves to help your neighbors in need. A flood, that is. WMMR presents the 17th Annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Friday, June 24th. Two locations to choose from. The Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks or the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia in the South Philly Sports Complex. Make your donation appointment now at WMMR.com. Donors get the newest Fred and Steve t-shirt, a reusable tote bag from Window Nation, plus juice from Everfresh Juice. Not to mention the pride of knowing you made a difference. 
Appointments are required, so sign up today at WMMR.com. The 17th Annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Benefiting the American Red Cross. From 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. We get a lot of uh, mail here uh, at the radio station. Uh, some of it's, you know, charity requests or, uh, you know, a, a variety of things. And sometimes they're promotional items and, and people send us things. Yeah, it's so nice. I got, uh, or at least the show did, a package. And it's uh, it's actually kind of pretty. It's this uh, purple packaging here. Is it um, kind of like a, is it like a mylon? Shining, yeah, something like that. And uh, it is from uh, a, an organization called Smell My Thongs. All right. Oh. <laughs> and it says, fresh thongs direct to you. Freshly worn and sealed, guaranteed freshness, discreet, uh, discreet and secure, and it says number of days worn two, <laughs> and worn by a lunch lady. Uh, inspected uh, inspector number sixty nine. <laughs> order number nine. It says your tenth order is free, and I'm just reading all this stuff. It says one hundred percent authentic. Satisfy your needs. The world's largest marketplace for used thongs. Smellmythongs.com. Uh, and it is actually... Uh, Are they the, looking for wholesalers? The postage is from Canada. <laughs> okay, that's but, where you would expect. But these uh, these stamps aren't... Um, you know, they normally put a... Uh, like a... <clears throat> a print like, on like, it. A, like yeah. an ink print. Uh, sure. To, to, but, but I haven't seen any print on it. I don't know. I don't know what the story is. Now, it's hermetically sealed, basically, <laughs> it looks like. I don't know. There's a little piece of lace hanging out the... Let the me... Is there? Hold yeah. it up. Oh, rip off. I think it's supposed to be that <laughs> Oh, is that? All right. All right, so let's open it up. All right. All right. I think, uh, Kathy, you should do the honors. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I think you should smell them. I will. No, see, this is just a little piece. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought that'd be, you, you would breach the seal if that was kind of hanging yeah. out. It's a little yeah. tease. Two days uh, worn, guaranteed, right? Uh, let's see here. Sorry to disappoint you. No dirty thongs <gasps> in here, but whoever delivered this to you <laughs> now thinks you are weird. Oops, <laughs> ha-ha. <laughs> And then there's a note that says, sorry to bother you at work. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's really good. And then on the back it says, just a prank, bro. Uh, I that's love cute. It. That's, that's pretty good. funny. I like that's that. That's a good prank. Oh, that's pretty cool. I mean, who wouldn't open it? Well, that by the really? way, there are services that do that. Yeah, there are, we we yes. reported on them. There are services that deliver used underwear, worn lingerie, and all that stuff. Uh, so well, I like that, though. That's good. Hold on, there's a scratch and sniff thing. No. Oh, what oh, is it? Disgusting. I don't. I didn't even. Was it liquid it. ass? Hang on. No. Hang on a second here. It just smells bad. I don't know what that is. All right, and then there's a scratch. It says scratch and get fifteen percent off your first order. So I need. Uh, I need something scratch. Um, no, this will work. Hey, wait a second. So that gets sent through the mail. And stop and think about it's it. Not working. No one would want. That if they were a procurer of used and worn thongs, would you wouldn't want your mail deliverer, your postal carrier, to know right. that's something you get? Well, right. that's I think the point. Of that's all the of this. joke, right? <laughs> all right, here you go. Use code payback at checkout. Oh, and then you get fifteen percent. So like that's my used diaper service. Yeah. It's very discreet. Uh, okay, that was fun. Thank you, whoever said that. <laughs> whoever you are. I, I, Admit I, it, oh, you were I'm kind sorry. of, look, you were kind of looking forward to seeing what they smelled like. Casey, I didn't have your microphone on. Uh, Casey is still at home, by the way, homesick, so, uh, he's, he's doing that. He's so making sorry. thongs. I didn't know if you wanted to check in on that or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 I was just glad that I wasn't there when you opened the package. I just, I didn't trust it. <laughs> you didn't trust it? No. Anthrax? 
No, I wasn't sure. Oh, I get questionable mail, expect, questionable mail almost every day here. You've got we to, will not go we won't into go detail. into the specifics, but you've no. got to see some. Well, for a while we were getting when we asked the question, "Can you send anything through the mail?" I thought that was fun with proper postage on it. Yeah, so, it turns out pretty much you can. Yeah, all you have to do is slap uh, postage and an address, and uh, you can send things like we got uh, a coconut. I mean, not put in a box. And we had we had a shelf. Yeah, we of, got truck nuts. We had truck nuts, nuts that were sent. So uh, there's tons of stuff. I had not used them a lot, so I sent my used anal beads to my oh, brother. Okay, and just put stamps on each little bead, like new. Yeah, <laughs> like new, yeah. lightly used. Yeah, hey, lightly press, used. Distressed, as they say. Yeah. Press, I got I have to ask you something because I haven't been able to get to the UPS store. Uh, I'm supposed to send. I rented a wetsuit. Uh, to do the swim here over the weekend, and uh, and so they sent me a self-addressed uh, envelope to send it back, right? So I, I can't, you know, I'm supposed to be quarantined, whatever. Um, so you own wetsuits, right? I did. I don't have them anymore, but yeah. Claire does. Oh, okay. Uh, you wear well, it and then so send it back? Like, well, so, Kath, I have this uh, option to keep it and pay and, and buy it. But I don't know if the price is like a good price for the wetsuit. So uh, for like 150 bucks, I can buy the wetsuit, um, or right. I can send it back. Uh, and you, you know, just for the. I mean, so so I'll tell you this. Is that a lot? Is, I, I don't mean, know. Have you gone on and compared prices and looked online? No, no. I thought maybe I just asked you guys because I was just thinking of it right now. <laughs> no. I buy Jace wetsuits. Case, I buy Jace wetsuits for when he serves. I 150 to me doesn't sound terrible. I mean, it's a little expensive, but it's not terrible. Oh, okay. And I'm buying a kid one. I'm like, so here's how lazy I am, Kathy. I'm thinking about buying it just so I don't have to freaking send it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but chances are you might do another yes. swimming event where yeah. you might want to yeah. use that. Uh, although you didn't like the way it fit, yeah. right? Well, so, and that's the question. Like, so I was, um, uh, I started to panic about 150 meters into my swim. And uh, I don't know if it was because I was actually coming coming down with COVID and I was having problems breathing, or if it was because the wetsuit was so tight on me, right? Because you know, I, I really started to panic a little bit. So, I, <laughs> but like at this, I didn't know at that point I, I had COVID at the time. Either so. way, just send it back because it, even if it didn't do anything to you and had nothing to do with the sweatsuit, it's just uh, it wasn't a good experience. Send it back, get a new one. Well, I would Next say time. you 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 well, will maybe. you will like it. But why don't you bring it to the wetsuit tailor? They they'll they'll yeah. take it out for you. <laughs> it's it's an old guy with well, a with a measuring it. tape and a snorkel. Wait, it was I, crazy because uh, you know I uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say I uh, was mistaken. Send it back. That's a lot of money. Oh. Okay, all right. All right. Okay. So one hundred fifty dollars is a lot of money. Yeah, what are you seeing yeah. them priced at? Okay. Uh, well, I just looked up the one that that I got, Jason. I thought it was um, like closer to like seventy, eighty dollars. No, it was thirty. Well, he's half the size. No, 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 no. no, no. I, I know, I know, but that's what I'm saying. So, I, so for a kid, I was thinking it was like seventy, eighty bucks. So one hundred fifty wouldn't yeah. be that bad. But no, the one that I bought was thirty. So one hundred fifty for an adult no, I, that I seems think, a lot. I think that price is actually pretty good because I bought a wetsuit for for my wife who who does dive fairly, you know, at least once or twice a year. And uh, and uh, it seemed to be around that cost, Casey. It's also the temperature of the water, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, is uh, you know right. people think, oh, it's going to hey, it's seventy degrees. Seventy two degrees is going to be wonderful. No, it it'll still feel very cold. Yep. 
Right, well. Yeah, I just uh, so Monahan, uh, who is a resident surfer at the uh, station, he said that's a good price if it's a full three-two millimeter wetsuit. They yeah. go from like ninety bucks up. So all right, all right. Know. Well, he's he's the guy to listen mm-hmm. to for sure. Who do you trust more, Kathy or Greg? Yeah, Greg. Amazon or Greg? <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, glad we got that resolved. All right. Um, hey, uh, this okay. was an interesting story and a little disappointing to hear, uh, but uh, Las Vegas chapels. Uh, their love of using Elvis Presley's likeness could uh, could be coming to an end. Wow. The licensing company that controls the name and image of the king is ordering Sin City Chapel operators to stop using Elvis in themed ceremonies. It, it's one of the only reasons to get married in Las Vegas. That's the whole thing. Yeah. It seems to me crazy that it's gone on this long. Yeah. And they haven't done anything. But now when people go to get married in Vegas, what's the first thing you ask? Yeah. At an Elvis chapel? You do an Elvis chapel. Authentic Brands Group sent cease and desist letters in early May to multiple... Oh, my ass kind of crazy. Uh, multiple chapels, which are expected to be uh, compliant by now. I wanted to do that. When Rochelle and I had our uh, 20th anniversary, uh, or maybe it was... No, I think we had talked about doing an, at our 10-year anniversary. Right. Uh, that we wanted to do an Elvis uh, Chapel thing. We ended up not doing it. But the idea of it was a lot of fun. Yeah, well, who just recently did it? Wasn't it uh, Courtney Kardashian and uh, yeah, Travis Barker? Yeah, it was kind of a half-assed thing, but they did it. Yeah. So when does stuff like that become public domain? Like if you, and this, I'm just making like a weird example, but like if you wanted to go get married at a George Washington right. uh, chapel. That's right, man. My name is George Washington, <laughs> man. I tell you what, man. I'm the first person everything, man. Right. And, uh, it's a new country, man. We're going to make it our own, man. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what he sounded like. That's uh, right, man. <laughs> I think that that's allowed, was that right? Nick? Was that the one that said one of my land, two of my seas? No, 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 that was Paul Revere. Yeah, yeah, I knew that, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, look at it. You got wooden teeth, though. Yeah, I do, man. Yeah. I got to watch out for termites on you, man, because you just take those suckers right out. <laughs> uh, I never understood. I under- lost sand. <laughs> <laughs> I never understand the legality of any of these types of things. Yeah. There's that, um, I don't know if it's still there, but on South Broad, South Broad Street, there's that uh, Bambi dry cleaner place, right? And yeah. It's, yeah, it's, man. It's, that's an animated cartoon, man. <laughs> Bambi's mother got killed, right, man? That's right. It was very sad. Yeah. Uh, she got shot. And then a thumper, man. I was like, uh, it was like one of my boys. Yeah. So I think, for whatever reason, like red. Disney never, never came down. But I also think, like, you can sing certain songs without it being copyright infringement. It works its way in the public domain. So I would think, at some point, Elvis would work his way into public domain. Elvis, do you remember what the skunk's name was in uh, Bambi? Uh, uh, what was that? Uh, that was Flower. Flower, that's yeah, right, man. It's, 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 it's ironic, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Look like at- irony, man. It's like having a fly in your Chardonnay. <laughs> Don't you think? Uh, like 10,000 spoons and he needs a belt buckle. <laughs> I ain't nothing but the father of the country. <laughs> How did we get here? Uh, with Elvis so closely tied to Vegas' wedding industry, some say that the move could decimate their business. Uh, Clark County oh, yeah. Clerk. Clark County the Clerk. Claire Clapadop. <laughs> Lynn Goya, uh, who led a marketing campaign promoting Las Vegas as a wedding destination, said that um, the order for chapels to stop using Elvis couldn't have come at a worse time for the sector. Uh, Yeah, I think... There's uh, my guess is they're going to move heaven and earth to make this happen. Even if the city has to license... Um, you know, these these places because that is a main tourist draw. Well, I was going to say, like, as long as they stop using his name... 
Um, it's man, not, my name is George Washington, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> By the way, so the uh, the wedding the the. Vegas wedding industry generates two billion dollars oh. a year. So, it's like a billion, yeah. man. <laughs> Whoa, dude, what about Rocky weddings? Oh, oh my there we go. Oh, yeah. We should do that here. Oh, yes, my name is George yes. Washington. <laughs> <laughs> uh, country. One if by sea, two if by car. Dude, we should do. We should start Rocky weddings yes. in Philadelphia. <laughs> in Philadelphia. That could become a it's, thing here. It, and you, it's an obvious. Oh. Every area should embrace whatever they're known for. And it could be a few different... You know what, Press? You should have kept that to yourself. Nah, so somebody let somebody else do it. Let, I'll, I'll let somebody do else do it. Do a quick check, Nick, and see if it already exists. I, my, my, I would be amazed if someone hasn't seized upon that. Yeah. And, like, he wouldn't mind marrying you much neither. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, he's <laughs> using all the lines. You don't want to hear what Nazi that they be forever together, united forever. <laughs> Speak your tongue or hold your faith. What? <laughs> <laughs> Speak your tongue or hold your face. Uh, I love that idea. I wonder if that has happened before. Uh, well, Nick found that Amanda and, Pe- uh, Amanda and Pedro had a Rocky-themed wedding. Yeah, so there, there are examples of it. And uh, on Pinterest, there is a list of 300 um, inspired weddings in from, from fictional accounts, including Elvis and including Rocky. Um, okay, so was the officiant dressed as Rocky? It doesn't say. Uh, it's just got pictures of them uh, at their wedding cake holding up the fists like they're about to fight. I'm sure that guy that stands by the statue and takes photos will do anything that you would like him to. The guy that stands by the photo and takes sta- uh, statues and takes photos? He stands by the sta- the Rocky statue and yes. takes photos. Mm-hmm. He, uh, It's just an impersonator. Oh, He's he a looks Rocky like uh, yes. George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Founder of our yeah, nation. I threw a boxing glove across the Delaware. <laughs> I mean, I I don't understand that. I don't understand why anybody would want to get a picture of a person dressed up like like you see it at Times Square all the time. Case you know, it like is. Some, it's some it's part of the cheesy dressed up like yes. Yeah. No, yeah. you're right. It, it, and and they did a whole thing about it. A number of shows have about some of them are the rattiest costumes. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. It becomes this kitschy thing. Yeah. If you, like, that naked cowboy that's in Times Square, that, that singing cowboy, whatever the hell his name is, he, uh, he's, he's, the guy smells and he's, <laughs> but he's, he, that's yeah. his living. That's what he does. But in this but case. But at least he's original. He, well, true, true. But the, El- the Elvis thing, is, I think, is going to be a serious issue if yeah. they, if they, you know. Yeah. At the art museum, though, the line is so long to get a photo, so really? it's just entertainment. Yeah, Steve, it wow. is long. Sometimes. Statue. So it's oh, entertainment. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. But with with in Vegas, all they have to do is like, uh, hey, get married by the king of rock and roll, or like, no, no. Have so a even that, no, nope, nope. Yep. So uh, the letter also said Elvis, Elvis Presley, king of rock and roll, are all protected trademarks. Hmm. Mm, yep. Uh, so one chapel last weekend, though, had its Elvis impersonator change instead into a leather jacket, jeans, and a fedora for a rock and roll themed ceremony. Hello, folks. Them. I'm Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> Gene Simmons. A <laughs> <laughs> third president. Listen, Gene is already in Vegas. They've been doing a residency there anyway. So yeah, why not? <laughs> He dresses up as one of our founding fathers. Uh, Graceland Wedding Chapel, which performs 6,400 Elvis-themed weddings per year. I didn't know Jefferson had huge snake boots. Has not been... <laughs> 
has not been served a warning yet, uh, according to the manager, Rod Musum. Uh, Authentic Brands oversees the estates of big names like uh, movie star Marilyn Monroe and uh, Muhammad Ali and 50 consumer brands as well. So they're they're a pretty big entity. I watched a documentary, Preston, on businesses that handle these these, uh, estates. So whether it be uh, John uh, John Wayne or any of the celebrities that have passed or even celebrities that passed recently. And uh, it is a cutthroat industry. I mean, so they have... Really, a lot of their money comes from hiring lawyers and people to scour the Internet and to scour, you know, just any trade thing to see if there's been an infraction. And then they, like, zero in and go for the money. Absolutely. Now I've got my mind working on this on this uh, rocky wedding thing. We should do yeah. the, we should do that at Camp Alpha Hunger. We had a mass wedding oh. one year. We uh, and and we could do a uh, a, a rocky, rocky wedding. wedding. Yeah, I think that'd be great. And at the end, we have like a big running. You know what? You know, running up the steps of the Wells Fargo Center or something. We can make him enough steps, but yeah, but there's like two. <clears throat> we yeah. can change the spelling. We can make it instead of rocky Iraqi. Rocky wedding. Rocky right. wedding. What'd you say? Uh, you figure it out. Your wedding's so. getting off to a I rocky start. I think they'll start. let us. I think or they'll Ricky. let us. Because they do, they do the rocky run, or yeah. they, they used to. They still do that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. So I'm the could, father of your country. We could. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, geez, that's why I talk like this. You know, contrary to popular perception, uh, George Washington's my teeth were not made out of wood. No, they were made of ivory, I believe. That's right. Yeah, it's just a myth. It's a myth. So is the chopping down of the cherry tree right. and I all chewed of... it down. You what? I chewed it you down. You chewed it down with your ivory with teeth? With ivory teeth. <laughs> like a friggin' beaver. Not like a vagina. <clears throat> oh, okay. No. <laughs> I mean, couldn't we call it like a very rocky wedding and just put rocky in quotes and not capitalize it? Sure. I think we'll be fine. I think yeah. we can do it just calling even... How about Philadelphia Associated Prizefighter? Okay, we can do that too. But maybe it, maybe yeah. it would get the maybe we get the attention of uh, Stallone himself, and we have him come down and uh, if he comes down to it. sue us, that would be the way to get his attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah can we have right. everybody and dress marriage up? Marriage on the rocks. Yeah, marriage on the, the Rockies. Rocks. Can yeah. we encourage everyone to dress up like Rocky and Adrian? Yeah, that'd be cute. <clears throat> All right, I'm gonna dress like up this. as Buckus. I like this. Uh, Buckus could be the the witness. That's right. <clears throat> the ring dog and uh, and Polly could be your drunk uncle <laughs> <laughs> at, the, at the reception. Marissa just met Bert, Bert Young. Oh, he's so old. Yeah. He was we, so sweet that he came and did that. I, I mean, I got one question to him, and it was just like talking to your grandfather. who you just, He just kind cute. of nodded, and he's like, yeah. He seemed very nice. Fun. Oh, he was so sweet. Are you the one who's going to bathe me? <laughs> no, no. This is a movie premiere. Um, we could do, uh, we could hand out Rantlers to everyone uh-huh. uh, that they could wear. You throw Rantlers oh, yeah. instead of rice. Yeah. <laughs> the Rantler bearer. I love that, yes. I want <laughs> what they want. Oh, wait, that's Rambo. Which is a slice. That's Rambo. Of yeah. cake. Yeah. We could do that. Rambo takes place in yeah. Philadelphia, doesn't Ooh. it? Well, <laughs> no, but, you know. I want what they want. We could have, Steve, so Rocky officiates the wedding. Uh, Rambo's the DJ right, at the yeah. reception, and Cobra's got to fit in Cobra's parking car. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what, what, what were you driving? <laughs> um, so anyhow, You're uh, disease. I'm Curado. In the uh, cease and desist letter about for these uh, these chapels to stop using Elvis Presley, uh, the company said that it will halt halt unauthorized use. 
of uh, Presley's name, likeness, voice, image, and other elements of Elvis Presley's persona in advertisements, merchandise, and otherwise. Hey, did they give a guesstimate as to how many chapels currently employ the Elvis service? No, I don't know how many they they do that, but... um, but they are able to the 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 Graceland Wedding Chapel alone does sixty four weddings a year. Now, 60, 64, okay, I'm sorry, sixty four hundred weddings okay. a year. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's one for. Um, do they conduct? It's been a long time since I've been to Graceland. It's been forever since I've been to Graceland. Were there are there Elvis chapels around Graceland? And maybe in Memphis, I, maybe in Memphis. Yeah. I would mean personally. I would think that that would be a no-no in Memphis. I would think, yeah, because you're going to pay your dragging respects. Elvis's right. name around yeah. in a in a fun way right. is probably frowned upon in that. I town. mean, there's there's a museum. I've never been there. That's it's... not the way you treat the first president of the United States. <laughs> no. <laughs> there's the mansion, and then right across the street from the mansion is uh, this really cool yeah. museum. And it's where the. Um, I think it's a 737 or his jet yes, is his there. Ju- that he would send out to get fried nana yeah, sandwiches. The, yeah. the TCB. Uh, and uh, and so and then you can do a, this whole museum where you, you walk a mile in Elvis's shoes. And, mm. and it's a really neat place to visit. Uh, but Preston, I think you're right. Like, I don't think there's any chapels around there that are Elvis-based chapels. So you've been there before? Yeah, yeah, I've been twice. Okay. It's an amazing spot. And Steve, how, I have. Once or more than years once? Years ago when I was doing stand-up. And okay. the thing that impressed me about it, Preston, is how kind of unimpressive the yeah, house itself that's, yeah. that's the word yeah. i mean uh, for uh, for its time it was considered a, a palatial place but to, to today's standards yeah, it's ain't another man not that big of a deal father of our nation yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's right man case you ever been to graceland before no you know what we were actually going to go for spring break my senior year of college and then uh, about five days uh, out we realized that everything around Graceland is a complete and total pit, so we decided to not go at all. Okay. No, Memphis is a cool city. There's like Beale Street on Memphis is really neat, and it's listen, Casey. Long probably Memphis, man. It's not a vacation destination uh, for more than a couple of days, but is Graceland's a really cool place to visit. I, I highly recommend it. Okay. All right. Well, anyhow, they're gonna they're gonna stop the Elvis weddings in Vegas. That's unfortunate. That's, uh, uh, I. I again, I, I would like to follow this story because I can't imagine they're going to work out some sort of deal. It's completely associated with Vegas. Yep, yep. And with, with the new movie coming out, I wonder if this is why it's. Ah, uh, that's a good know. point. Good question. And there was a there was like a ten minute standing ovation at the uh, Cannes Film Festival. Yes, for the this. for the Baz Luhrmann Whoa. film. Uh, yeah. Hang on a second. Let me go to. I got Lou. I don't know if this is who's Lou, but Lou, are you there? Bay Hitches. Hey, Bay Hitches. <laughs> All right, so uh, you wanted to comment on the Elvis Chapels in Memphis? Yeah, sorry, Casey. It's not uh, your who's Lou there, honey. But um, my no. brother and I went there honey. a few years back. And we did Graceland. And then we did go to the museum across the street there, which is amazing. You could see everything this guy's owned. One of the big things is don't touch anything. So what does my brother do? Touch his catalog. Set off the alarms. Yeah. But then after that, we get kicked out. We figured, all right, let's go see if there is an Elvis chapel to go get married at mm-hmm. and see if they would marry us as two brothers who decided they'd like to be married. <laughs> not a single one in sight. It is definitely not something they have in that position. Yeah, yeah I think okay. because I it's a little bit more religious, too, they would see it as Thanks, being, um, I don't know, yeah, sacrilege. Yeah. yeah. It's um, wrong, man. Um, I, don't you miss a little bit? 
the whole uh, Elvis is not dead thing. Oh, God, yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, my God, that he was still around. I remember I, one of my favorite uh, uh, covers of the National Enquirer. Do you it remember that? Up gas? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I remember that one. It was the best. He's got like a half smile yeah. on his face. That's right, man. This thing's uh, sucking up the gas, man. That was, there were literally, and Marissa, you got, you're probably too young to remember it, or do you remember? Oh, I remember like Jim Morrison, and then it was like Tupac and Biggie. Are they dead? Uh, yeah, so, but yeah. Elvis was this, uh, was this thing, but they were like, uh, unlike, unlike the Jim Morrison right. thing, there was just a, a mystery as to whether he had died or not. Mm-hmm. Elvis was like living among us. Like, yeah, he yeah, would yeah. be spotted in places. <laughs> well, do you remember in uh, Death Becomes Her? Uh, which is about you know becoming eternal, but you had to sort of you know fake your death and Meryl Streep and yeah. and they have a big ballroom scene and Elvis is standing there adding in you know to that that uh. that legend that he's still alive and amongst us and every year they would show a picture of what would he look like this year and so yeah. on and so forth and I remember yeah. being caught up in that stuff and just just the tiniest itty bitty minute yeah. percentage of me went. Maybe, Maybe he's not. <laughs> and then he would his face well, would appear Jerry in Glanville. toast. What's that? Yeah, Jerry Jerry Glanville was a coach in the NFL for a number of years, and before every home or every game he would uh, uh, coach, he left a pair of tickets for Elvis Presley at the box office. Oh, that's great! <laughs> Just in case he was still alive. Yeah, that's great. That is great. Wow, it's All like right. uh, from uh, was is it uh, Ted Lasso? Isn't that to, oh, he leaves on or uh, Ricky Bobby. That's it. First that's dad. it, right? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Going back to weddings in uh, at uh, Graceland. Let me go to Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey. Love you. Love your show. Thank oh, you we so love much, you. Stephanie. What's up? Um, just calling to say, um, my friend actually, best friend, got married in Graceland about two years ago um, at the Elvis Mansion. They, you know, they weren't, they don't have any Elvis impersonators, but you can get married there at the Elvis mansion. They have like a little chapel there that. Oh, that makes sense then. Okay. So they have the facility to, to handle a wedding, but it's not done in the cheesy sort of Vegas bow Elvis officiant. Right. All right. That'd be pretty cool. That's kind of cool, man. Get married at Graceland. Because he's, ba- he's like buried in the backyard. That's right, right? man. Every night I crawl out screaming. Oh, and what happened, man? God. <laughs> this is what, how you treat the father of our country, man? <laughs> <laughs> this is Thomas Gene Simmons uh, Jefferson. By the way, uh, Nick pulled up a series of photos uh, from all of the National Enquirer's and Weekly World Newses of Elvis being spotted. Steve, you need to see the one Go that's on here, his Steve. monitor right now. It's Elvis... With that, he's, he's bald on top, except for the sides. He's almost got like the Larry yeah. Fine from the Three Stooges. He looks like uh, looks oh. like uh, Frazier. Oh, that's the best. Oh my God, that's right. right, man. Well, if you were planning on it, it might not happen. The Vegas wedding with Elvis as the officiant. Now, some places are still doing it. But they have been uh, issued cease and desist orders. So. Well, you, you could conceivably just rent a hall, hire an Elvis impersonator. But, I mean, still, that was such a big draw. I, I'm yeah. curious to see whether or not they hash this out. Yep. All right. Uh, I want to take a break. But as we're doing that, I want to remind you, we made an announcement this morning. We're having another Preston and Steve sorority Ooh. party. That's right, man. The ladies of Zeta Eta Pi, <laughs> the father of our nation, Elvis Presley, will be there for the event. That's right, man. Um, we so, do some fun. So this is going to be an activity, right? Wednesday, June 15th, we're, we're working on an activity. Right, we we yeah. try to have some type of an activity, but we're trying to get it together uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. in the Best Liberty... down cherry trees, man. ...in the Liberty <laughs> Bell Beer Garden at Parks Casino in Ben Salem. So if you're at least 21 years of age and you 
are female and have a female friend that you can bring. Uh, we'll take uh, the next five callers at 215-263-WMMR. We will put you on our list and have you indoctrinated into the Sisters of Pop. I love it. And we're starting to do events like this again, which is well, great. And so. the, the sorority parties were some of our favorite gatherings. They're so much fun. The ladies know how to have a good time. Yes. All right, so we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Make sure you stay put because we will not be gone long. We're digging through our favorite MMRBQ moments from that epic shot of Dave Draymond hanging out backstage with Living Color to Pierre kicking off the summer concert series. I want to salute the great lawn people. By rubbing his toes in the lawn. Make some noise! All of our favorite photos, videos, and interviews are waiting for you now at WMMR.com. Not to beat a dead horse, but uh, I, I was not aware that Elvis was apparently in the movie Home Alone. Did you ever hear that? <laughs> I never heard that one. There's a few texts coming in that apparently yeah. there's a scene where he's in the background. Yeah, at, um, at the airport terminal? Oh, at the airport. Yeah. Okay, okay. No, it's not aware. I need to see that now because that would be great if he just popped up in there. Um, Casey Boy is uh, joining us uh, remotely from us. I haven't even asked how you're feeling today, man. Um, I actually feel a little bit better today. Yesterday, I was so worn out. Um, the uh, symptoms that I've uh, been um, experiencing from COVID, you know, a little bit of a cough, um, but uh, overall fatigue. And so uh, what was yesterday? T- uh, Wednesday? So Tuesday, I'd actually, uh, uh, you know, I quarantined, but I had I did a lot of work around the house. Right. And then yesterday, I just, uh, after, as soon as the show was over, I laid down all day long. Um, so you, and, you, you officially uh, and, tested and for the first time? I'm sorry, Casey, you officially tested uh, 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 Sunday, right? Sunday night is when you found out you had it? No, Monday evening. Oh, Monday evening. Monday okay. Evening. Oh, that's right. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, it's, it's good you're because it whomps some people and other people, you know. Yeah, feel Rochelle, Rochelle's getting her ass kicked. Getting her ass kicked it's, been a, it's been a week now or tomorrow will be a week and she's still wiped out. However, she did alert me. That she has stopped fart coughing. Ah. So that is stopped. Oh, good. That's, That's excellent. She was coughing so hard <laughs> that she was ripping them. Yeah. While, while that was going on. So, uh, all right, everybody's on well, the You know, it's funny because a lot of times you, you, you cough to yeah. cover a fart, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That kind of times out. What were you going to say, Case? <laughs> no, I was just saying I'm grateful that my cough hasn't been that bad because my neck and shoulders have been hurting. So every time I cough, it really hurts my neck and my shoulders. So... Um, so like I'm grateful massage that the cough hasn't been that bad. Would you like a little massage? Oh, God, I would love one. Oh, yeah, we'll get those Oh, yeah. Oh. All right. Well, he's on the mend. You can yeah. listen to him moan and groan while we do the Bizarre Fire. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Fire. All right, brought to you by Tacos and Tailpipes, man. Charity. That's right, man. Uh, car <laughs> meetup sponsored by Clear. <laughs> K-L-Y-R rum. It's uh, what George Washington would want you to do, man. Uh, tacos and tailpipes.com for more information. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Local story. Chester County Emergency Crews said two people were injured when a private plane crashed yesterday afternoon in Wayne, Pennsylvania. Wow. The small Cirrus 22 single-engine plane Went down at about 3.30 p.m. at the St. David's Golf Club. Wow. Yeah. Oh. It had to land on the golf course. Investigators said that a male pilot and his wife were traveling to Wingsfield and Bluebell from Fort Myers, Florida, with a stop for fuel in South Carolina. The plane reportedly suffered a mechanical failure 
and the pilot was able to locate an open area on the course near the 14th hole to make an emergency landing. Wow. Did they replace their divots? I hope so. It's uh, considered good yes. etiquette to do that. Isn't that where Harrison Ford crashed one of those planes? Uh, it's a golf course. Yeah, yeah there's a country club. That has happened a couple of times. I thought the same thing. But it's an obvious if you're in an area. Yeah, very much know. so. It's yeah. it's they they look for golf courses right. if they need to have an emergency landing because there's plenty of space. Uh, the pilot and passengers were able to get out of the plane with assistance from witnesses who were on the golf course. Uh, the couple was taken to the hospital as a precaution. The FAA will be investigating to figure out what exactly went wrong. No golfers were injured in the incident, by the way. A man looking for Frisbees in a lake at a Pinellas County Park died after being bitten by an alligator. Detectives mm-hmm. believe the man, a 47-year-old named Sean McGinnis, entered the water looking for the plastic discs before he died. Largo police said they believe the man died in the nighttime hours as he did not appear to have been in the lake for a long period of time so when it, his body was discovered Tuesday morning. This, this all seems right on the surface. I'm going to go get some Frisbees out of the lake at night. Mm. So you're taking every precaution possible. So a person walking their dog found McGinnis's body along the lake, uh, the lake's shoreline. You'll understand why he was going after this, though. Officers said McGinnis was known to frequent the park... And enter the lake with disregard to the no swimming signs. He was also known to sell discs back to people within the park where there was a disc golf course. Well, there you go. It's like like retrieving balls from a a pond. Exactly. Oh, that's okay. It makes a little bit more sense. So two alligators, 10-foot and 8-foot animals, were captured after they were euthanized. And initial necropsy found no evidence of their involvement. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? The deceased, so they killed those uh, alligators for nothing. All right, so but anyhow, they're trying to. This guy died. An alligator attacked him. So uh, stay out of the stay out of the ponds at night in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, the iconic makers of Tabasco recently discovered a painting of the Last Supper, which features a bottle of its original Louisiana hot sauce hanging on the walls of a church near Lafayette, Louisiana. <laughs> Was that part of the Last Supper? May have been. The Last Supper typically depicts Jesus Christ eating with his 12 apostles and is a common scene in the Christian religion with the most famous version painted by Leonardo da Vinci. This food is far too bland. Uh, Tabasco sits in front of one of the disciples in the St. Joseph's Catholic Church painting. Uh, The church's pastor, uh, Nicholas Dupree, said that he had heard rumors about the bottle when he arrived at St. Joseph's in Parks, Louisiana, in uh, 2019 from a previous pastor. He said, I never really cared to go look for it. That was until Dupree received a letter from Shane Bernard, a curator and historian for the McElhenney Company, Mm. which produces the hot sauce uh, in Louisiana, who wrote to Dupree asking if an urban myth that he heard about the painting was true. And Dupree said in a Facebook post, it's no myth. And it featured a picture of Bernard's letter and a close-up of the painting. Two days later, a large commemorative collector's bottle of Tabasco sauce arrived (laughs) at Dupree's doorstep. Dupree said that he hasn't decided what he's going to do with the commemorative bottle, but he's considered putting it in a vestibule with some directions for finding the bottle in the painting. Uh, The painting was commissioned around 2003 uh, by the Reverend Bryce Sibley, uh, Christine or Christy Hebert, uh, the artist said that Sibley told her uh, not to do an exact replica of the Da Vinci painting. He said he wanted to make it unique to our area. So uh, Sibley, who left the St. Joseph's uh, uh, Church in 2018, said the church needed a facelift when he arrived in 2003, including a new paint and uh, including some new paint and artwork. He said, "I've always liked little human elements from different works that I've seen, 
So I said, well, why don't we insert the bottle? I've been uh, sort of touched by the way that people find the human element of the story so compelling. So That's his, pretty wild. It was his idea. Yeah. And it's there, and it's in the church. Isn't that fun? A lion in a Chinese zoo became an instant internet celebrity worldwide after it was spotted with bangs. The viral, oh, yeah. the viral <laughs> pictures of the white lion was initially taken by a visitor at the Gangzhou Zoo. It's the wildest thing you've ever seen. It just it throws you completely off. Many had commented that they believed the zookeepers were responsible for the lion's unique hairstyle. This, however, has been denied by the zoo, with zoo authorities saying that they would not dare to cut the lion's mane. I'm a lion, holy. Uh, the zoo mentioned that the hairstyle was likely caused by humidity in the area. <laughs> And also, lions groom themselves by licking their fur, which can cause changes in the appearance of their mane over time. you got to see the picture, Kathy, <laughs> if, if Nick can pull it up. It, it'll, it'll, it'll kill you. Uh, the mane of the lion is known to alter throughout time, and the mane of an aged lion can get darker, lighter, longer, or shorter. Uh, the condition of a lion's mane is usually a sign of the lion's health, such as whether it is young and fit or growing older and weaker. It looks like it's used straightener and uh, like, yes. like a, you know... Yeah, that's what it looks like. It's definitely been straightened. Yeah. All right, and then one last story. A video posted to social media shows the tense moments in a fight that broke out at the happiest place on earth during Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Uh, the video that was posted on Twitter on Saturday evening shows multiple people engaging in a fight at the Disneyland Park in Anaheim while park security officers work to stop the chaos at the family-friendly venue. Nothing like a full-on brawl no. at Disneyland. Uh, ter- oh, that, remember, mm-hmm. didn't we have that's what was the footage last year? I think was it was uh, uh, there was a, another one of these extended family yep. like riot. Yep, uh, terrified onlookers were seen trying to get their children away from the flying fists. In the video, it appears all the people involved in the altercation were captured by security. Son of a bitch! A similar incident involving at least four relatives occurred in 2019. That's it within the Mickey's Toontown section <laughs> of the park in front of children. It's unclear what led to the violent altercation, and no injuries were reported. In the incident. And that is all I have in the Bizarre File for you for now. We're going to take a break. We're going to get back in a moment. That lesson question I mentioned a little while ago, we'll ask that of you. See if you can answer. We'll also get trash and music news coming up next. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes? You guessed it. Weekly. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, let me see here. Sorry, I was not ready. I need to have my lesson question because we are going to give away a prize. Today we have a pair of tickets as MMR Rock's Coldplay. Uh, music from the Spheres World Tour is going to be performing June 8th at Lincoln Financial Field. And uh, let me see here. We're going to go through some questions. What do we want to go with? Uh, how about... This one, Gene Simmons does a killer impression of which founding father? <laughs> and wasn't George Washington. That belongs to Elvis yeah, and man. Rocky. All That's right. right. All right, 215-263-WMMR. 
Gene Simmons says a killer impression of which founding father. If you were listening and you know the answer to that, you need to call right now. 215-263-WMMR. And while you're calling, we will do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Garden State Home Loans, your local mortgage lender. Check them out today at GardenStateLoans.com. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Heidi Montag and Spencer Pratt just announced that they're expecting their second child together. The news comes just as we wrapped up four years of praying for the first child. So there you go. Oh, my God. The jurors in the Johnny Depp defamation trial unanimously decided in his favor yesterday. Depp called it a great day for justice while a spokesman for Heard said the judgment sends a chilling message to anyone who enjoys crapping in bed. Hey! And finally, Meghan Markle, excuse me, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry confirming that they're in town for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee this week in London. Prince Harry admits things are still tense between the couple and the royal family, which is why they had to get their tickets on StubHub. Oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah. And that's your Hollywood track. All right. Thank you, Steve. We'll see if indeed someone does know the answer to this. Uh, Gene Simmons had no idea. No idea. He does a killer impression of which founding father? 215-263-WMMR, the number. And it is Matthew who is first in, so we're going to go to him. Hey, Matthew, good morning. Hey, how you doing? Good. All right, Matthew, Gene Simmons does an impression of what founding father? Thomas Jefferson. That is correct. It's amazing. Yep. All right, Matthew, hang on the line. You just got yourself some tickets to see Coldplay, Music of the Spheres World Tour, June 8th at Lincoln Financial Field. Some tickets remain at Ticketmaster, and there are complete details available at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by Rita's Water Ice. You can escape to the tropics, head to Rita's, and try the new tropical uh, paradise ice. That oh, that sounds available. cool. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the flavor. All right, just two stories to pass along. So I mentioned this yesterday. This is a follow-up. Wolfgang Van Halen took to Twitter to trash this weekend's Reels Channel autopsy episode focusing on Eddie Van Halen's death. Autopsy, the last hours of Eddie Van Halen, will premiere on Sunday, June 5th at 8 p.m. Van Halen uh, died October 6, 2020 at the age of 65. He had battled throat cancer, of course. And Wolfgang linked to an article reporting on the show and tweeted, F Reels channel, F everyone that works on this show, and F you if you watch it. Fing disgusting trying to glamorize someone's death from cancer. Pathetic and heartless. So he's, he, he doesn't seem to like it. Uh, he's, yes, yeah, I yeah, think he's yeah. coming out against it. Right. Uh, it did seem a bit strange hearing that. Well, absolutely. You know? There's, you know, it's fairly... Uh, are they trying to create a conspiracy or... I don't know. I don't know. It's usually not the way they do these things. The way that the description was worded said something along the lines of, in so many words, did he have to die at the age he did? Right. Uh, meaning he he, <clears throat> he could have taken better care of himself. Isn't that true of pretty uh, much about everybody? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't think it's worth doing. Uh, but being the caretaker of his father's legacy is something that Wolfgang Van Halen takes extremely seriously. Not President too long Kennedy ago. didn't need to die if he just didn't travel to Dallas. Uh, not too long ago, he said um, that fans shouldn't bank on seeing any Eddie Van Halen tribute projects emerging uh, from the vast tape archive that he left behind. Uh, so he said it's not going to happen for a long time, even without the intention of release. 
I want to, at the very least, archive it properly and digitize it so everything is safe for years to come. Right, right. Uh, because it's going to be an incredibly difficult process and very long process to properly just get the material off the old tapes, and I want to do it right. So, and he's very, you know, he and his dad were really close. So, uh, he takes all that stuff very, very personal, and so he should. And then finally, as uh, the only other story I have, uh, Nikki Six took to social media explaining why the band will not be allowing fans backstage on the upcoming stadium tour for meet and greets with Motley Crue. Uh, he tweeted to fans, it's been exhausting trying to explain to people why we can't have guests backstage. Our fans have waited almost three years for this tour. If one of us got COVID and had to cancel the show, can you imagine the disappointment? So we're not here to take effing selfies. This is for the fans, he said. And I totally get it, man. I mean, the people are getting sick like crazy. It's not quite a you know a death sentence as it was a couple of years ago, but still, you can get really really sick and get other people well, sick. And screw so the they're tour. not going to do yeah. it. Yeah. So you know what you could do, and I mean, I mean, you could set up like a monitor or something, and and people could come and take a picture. I don't know if that's worth set anything. Set up a monitor. Yeah. You know, uh, the stadium tour features the crew, co-headliners Def Leppard, along with Poison, Joan Jett, and the Blackhearts, and that kicks off on June sixteenth. By the way. Uh, that will be at Atlanta's SunTrust Park. And, of course, as part of our Word of the Week prizes yeah. week, uh, that we're giving away for the show June 25th, which will be here in Philadelphia. I think that includes a VIP meet and greet. Oh, it does. <laughs> <laughs> we're lucky because we got that. <laughs> Make sure you sneeze on it when you get there. All right, that's all I have in Music News, a short one today. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. Get ready to wrap up the program. Letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize that I just mentioned. So we'll be back in a sec. Hang in there. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Want to see something funny? Uh, or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Behind your walls. 93.3 WMMR, and that is Offspring bringing us that music. We were just talking about um, uh, Dexter. Wait. Elvis. No. Yeah. George Washington. Dexter Holland, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. wait, don't do it. I, I was thinking of the serial killer show, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's not right. <laughs> uh, Give me the commencement speech at, at USC. Right, right, and a very funny observation about a song title, right? Yeah, song lyric. Them, keep them separated. Yeah. That he did it while he was doing science experiments. He was trying to keep these liquids separated, and, and the, the phrase was, you got to keep them separated, and like, inspired Boom. him to go, right, come out and play right after that. So you never know where those moments of inspiration come from. All right, 10.34 on this Thursday morning. We are wrapping up our program for the day, and I would like to thank Mr. Larry Kaplan for yeah. being on today. The annual CF Charities Supercar Show is Saturday at the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, it is this Saturday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. You can go to cfcharities.org to get tickets. It's only 5 bucks online. And by the way, by, by supercar show, I mean like supercars. Like <laughs> badass, the ultimate, high horsepower, just monster vehicles yeah. are going to be there. This he, isn't the car your neighbor works on in the driveway. This is like heavy-duty stuff. And Larry just set the record for driving the fastest car in the world. Yeah. at uh, He got up to 295 miles an hour. 
On City Line Avenue. Uh, no, it wasn't on City Line Avenue. <laughs> it was at uh, it was at the Kennedy Space Center, and uh, and it was a. Um, uh, essentially a production vehicle. Yes. I forgot which one it was, but um, unreal. So he's he's the real deal. And cars like that are going to be. It's the SSC uh, Tatara is the name of that vehicle. Can you imagine how much that goes for? So he's going to have stuff like that, uh, over 500 vehicles. So really cool event, really cool charity, and uh, nice to talk to him this morning. Uh, we need to do the letter of the day. I've been told what the letter will be. Oh. So I... Very rare occasion. Get to give you the letter of the day. That is fantastic. So here we go. Kristen and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the President and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter V. Almost messed it up. <laughs> v as in vestibule. All right, so we now have uh, three letters. It's only a four-letter word this week. We get the last one tomorrow, and we give away a summer concert triple play. At Citizens Bank Park, a pair of tickets to each of these shows. So you have Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jett, June 25th, Dead & Company on July 10th, and Red Hot Chili Peppers on September 3rd. Tickets are on sale now for each via Ticketmaster, and you can go to WMMR.com and get the complete details there. Um, other than that... Yeah, that's it. I'm just going to thank our sponsors. That's all you need to do. uh, Scoot along. So, Preston and Steve show brought to you today by Acme Markets Fresh Foods Local Flavors. Also brought to you by Dunkin', the official coffee of the Preston and Steve show, and by Polar Seltzer. No sugar, calories, or funny business. Refreshingly natural Polar Seltzer. On tomorrow's program, it will be Friday. So, obviously, we give away our Word of the Week prize, and we'll do all our Friday-related things. It's a four-day week. On a Friday. Yeah. Which is a wonderful thing. Yep, that's it. We are done. So, rage on, and have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye.